The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. He's almost here. Mm-hmm. All right. Welcome yep. to the Blaze Radio Network. Don't, 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 don't you dare turn that off. Define almost. Okay. Almost no, here. He's almost here. Like within and just. I mean, I, I, I was, I was actually getting ready to take a nap, and then I get a call saying <laughs> I'm late. I had to, I had to do something. I don't know what he's doing. And you know he was he was going to return. He was going to tell you what was wrong, what happened, how he's doing, how he's, he's back, coming. how he's getting in the middle of the ring now. He's back. He's put the he's putting the fight weight back on. He's ready to go. He's put the gloves on. He's stepping through the ropes. Except he hasn't stepped through the ropes yet. Uh, he's like walking through the crowd, shaking hands, but he's not here. <laughs> he's not in the ring. All right, we're in the ring. All right, mm-hmm. I mean the, we're standing. I'm in the middle of the ring. I'm waiting for the man to come in the ring so I can leave the ring. Mm-hmm. But uh, so he's on his way, yeah. And so let's relax. And so I'm sorry. The, the, I think the most important thing of the story isn't Pat's health. It's the fact that my gosh, Jeffy nap time was interrupted here at work. <clears throat> I know. Uh, I, mean, I don't want to complain too much. That's why I just kind of pat bypass it because hmm. it's not like me to complain. Oh, uh, it's not. No, I, mean, okay. I don't. <laughs> Keith, yeah. <laughs> complain me? No. No, that's my I job. Mean, that's not, I, mean, I just, I, I can't take people that complain about stuff. I just can't. Hmm. How do you live with yourself then? So if you, very hard. It's a very mm-hmm. difficult day-to-day task <laughs> uh, for more than just me too, by the way. <laughs> yes. I'm well aware of that. Yes. Uh, in and outside of my home. Uh, so <laughs> as the show progresses, you can use this number, 888-900-3393. You can, uh, you can hashtag us. On Twitter, uh, put that in your pipe with uh, at Pat Unleashed, uh, at the Blaze Keith, and uh, you know what? You can hashtag at Jeffy MRA too. But I may or may not send it to Keith. I don't know. But if you hashtag us all of it, then we all see it. So it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I know Pat will talk a little bit about uh, the end of the world. Uh, he was a little concerned about it. Uh, I the think past he week, was putting. Week and a half. Yeah, he was putting too much stock in that. So he thought that maybe the world would end since it's supposed to end today. And it did. not He was hoping. Oh, maybe it'll happen before noon Eastern. I don't have to go back in there. And then it was late. So and so that's why he's yeah. like, "Oh crap, I'm getting in the car now." So uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, and uh, we'll see. Uh-huh. We'll see. I mean, he still maybe think maybe if I'm driving to work, it'll end. <laughs> Who knows? It might. Uh, yesterday. We uh, got the news uh, early that uh, at 3.25 a.m., three people were fatally shot and four others wounded at the Nashville, Tennessee Waffle House. Uh, The gunman opened fire. Patron wrestled away the gunman's rifle. He was nude and fled on foot. He's a white man with short hair. Uh, We have since learned that one of the people wounded had passed away, so four people were fatally shot. Uh, He fled on foot. We found um, horrible, horrible, horrible incident. There is a hero to this story. We will get to James Shaw momentarily. 
for the Nashville shooting. One thing to remember is that the man who shot and fled on foot is still on the large, uh, still on the lamb, still being looked for, and he is considered armed and dangerous. The sheriff had this to say. We have learned that Ryan King was arrested by the United States Secret Service for being in a restricted area near the White House in July of 2017. He was subsequently released. Ryan King was later interviewed by Tazewell County, Illinois authorities and the FBI. His Illinois firearms authorization was revoked to our understanding at the request of the FBI and four weapons were seized by Tazewell County authorities. Among the weapons seized by those authorities was the AR-15 rifle used at the Waffle House today. The police department has received information that the guns were returned by Tazewell County authorities to Ryan King's father, who has now acknowledged giving them back to his son. As I said a moment ago, presently, two of the four guns that were given back to his son are unaccounted for. We have the AR-15 rifle recovered from the Waffle House this morning. There was also another rifle recovered by the SWAT team at his apartment early this afternoon. Travis Ryan King's whereabouts are presently unknown. Amazing. Um, One of the things that really stuck out is we found out that he had, uh, uh, in talking to the family, they knew that he had been struggling uh, mentally for quite some time. And in fact, uh, had uh, at least come close to actually attempting suicide. Um, then when the incident happened in D.C. and he had some other mental issues, they took his guns and they gave the guns to his father. His father then, knowing his son had problems, gave him the guns illegally, by the way, I might add. Uh, I will be fascinated to see if they charge the father. I mean, they have to, right? I mean, he gave his, I know it's his son, I got it, but he gave his son weapons he knew he wasn't supposed to have. He knew that his son was a danger to himself or others, and or others, altogether, all of it. And he still did it. Um, that is not right. Not right at all. Another thing that uh, was brought to light uh, by this tragedy is uh, the new mayor of Nashville. Uh, remember the old mayor, she just resigned a little bit ago. Uh, over her sexual escapade scandals with her security guard. Um, The new mayor is taking the bull by the horns. We need comprehensive gun reform to address mass shootings, domestic shootings, accidental shootings, and homicides. If we can all just come together for this and for the greater good, we can take these weapons of war off the streets of our country. I know the mayor that we speaking, all want to so live in a safe environment that allows everyone to go to work or school and feel and be safe. 
we all want to live up to our greatest potential. And it's my responsibility the as the mayor of, of Nashville, Nashville to try and speaking. make that happen. I don't care if it's the mayor of America. Clearly, the victims of this shooting deserve prayers. I was going to say, you can cut the mayor off. I'm sure Pat will get back to the mayor. <laughs> I was going to say, hey, nice to see you, but you know what? It's not. Get out! It's not. It's not. And I am happy to get out. Happy to. Welcome back, Pat Gray. No, no. I mean, thank you, no, Jeffy. No, I, mean, no. I mean, thank you, no, Jeffy. Welcome, welcome back, Pat. <clears throat> Have a seat, Jeffy. Have a seat. So Pat Gray is, um, this is not a mirage. This is the actual Pat Gray. Um, can we make mm. sure that we keep the door closed this time so he doesn't escape and then starts wandering around the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex? Um, but could uh, happen. We're very happy to see you here. That's what I've been and, doing for the last week, just wandering but, around the... Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. Huh. Kind of weird. That is weird. Really yeah. weird. What, was what? I supposed to be somewhere else? <laughs> Not as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh boy. How you doing, man? Uh, okay. Uh, I All right. So we get back to the Jeffy's driven the show into the into the dirt. That's what I do. Oh, uh, for more than just the dirt. That's what I do. Below the dirt. The embankment. I, oh, I believe has been buried. Mm-hmm. Cliff <laughs> maybe involved as well. Seriously, thanks for thanks for filling in. Of course. How are uh, you? Thanks, we'll thanks get back to the shooting. Thank you. I mean, holding down the fort. Um, so you were. You, you we were just talking about the, the Nashville shooting. Okay, that's that probably we, a bad time to come in. I, mean, I know, but that's okay because it, <laughs> the, it, 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 what the good yeah. the good thing was is that we're the mayor of Nashville was telling us how we need to uh, get these weapons of war off the streets. <laughs> so it was a good time to come in because it saved a little bit of oh, uh, more agonizing to, from him. And we hadn't got to the hero James Shaw yet, so after uh, some time today, you can revisit that and come back to James. Yeah, uh, the weapons of war as opposed to weapons of peace. Yeah, and also I might <laughs> add there... that the AR-15s. Um, <clears throat> I'm, t- I'm guessing this is true, and I could be wrong, but the mayor probably hasn't been in the military because an AR really isn't a weapon of war. No, I mean it's. We had a caller that that disagreed with that though a couple of weeks ago. Remember that? Mm-hmm. He, he called and he was adamant that an AR-15 is exactly what they use in the military. Well, it isn't exactly what they uh, no, use in the not. military. Uh, they modify it. The military it. disagrees with that. They yeah. modify it. And and so it, it's not really... You know, I think you're right. I think it's not exactly a weapon of war. It's it's a weapon that you use hunting or yeah, just target shooting. <laughs> yes. If it's it's it really none of your anybody's business what you're using for, and as long as you're doing it legally. The fact that it's one of the more lighter weapons is is ideal for women. Um, I remember Dana Lash um, demonstrating one of those uh, yeah. on the Blaze and mm-hmm. explaining why it's such a preferred weapon for women. Um, so I mean, it's just I can't take it. I can't take this anymore. But. It, we're going to have to because yeah. it keeps happening. Mm-hmm. It sure does over and over and over. And, and it happen, It's been happening happening enough to where I don't know that the momentum is going to stop. No. Yeah. To uh, you know to try yeah. to uh, get them completely off the streets. It's, it's so. just once our once our uh, idea of not publicizing these people kicks in and and is more widely accepted. I think that might help. Well, I, I don't I, I don't think a disagree. lot of people are doing this for notoriety. And we may have had a better way of doing that. The uh, hero, James Shaw, who we were going to hear from. Now, he took this guy down, but yeah. uh, there was one. Now, he, he stopped the shooting. 
He stopped more shooting and more people getting harmed. Right. Uh, but the guy got away, yeah. so he's still on the lam. We got to know people. Got to know who he is to try to find him. You know, and it's not bad enough. You're taking down a shooter. You're taking down a naked man shooter. Right. <laughs> who wants to? I mean, that's just nasty. Uh, and an, <laughs> it's just uh, nasty. A, a double. Uh, uh, if James would have had a gun, perhaps we wouldn't be saying this guy's name right, right now. Right. It would have been over. Yeah. We wouldn't be wasting time, energy, and manpower on trying to find this guy. Really unfortunate. Yeah, and, and there's real quick, there's some extra news on this. Um, I had not heard until just now this story. Um, that in, in addition to the White House thing, um, it, he was also at a public pool. Had you guys heard this, where he brandished a weapon, exposed himself, police, nobody wanted to file charges. Police, I hadn't heard that yet. Yeah, police told his father... Look, you might want to lock the guns back up until this guy gets some mental help. Oh, yeah, I did you hear said, that part. Hear, okay, yeah. yeah. So, anyhow, they're uh, going to have to charge the father. We had plenty of this, warning signs. They're going to have to charge the father. He gave him the guns uh, the after father, he knew. He did give them back to him? After, we do know that. The sheriff they're said the that in guns. the press release that uh, right. they took the guns away, mm-hmm. gave them to the father, and the father gave him the guns back. Yeah, he says he, he, would he was a danger to himself and others. Stupid. Right? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, uh, and isn't it wasn't that father from Illinois? Isn't the kid from Illinois too? Uh, uh, where they got originally, super, yes, originally, and that's where they, he lived at the time. Yes, with his dad, and his dad, uh, even in Illinois, they didn't want it to confiscate the weapons. Right, they allowed the dad to take, take control the of them and yes. be responsible enough, which he wasn't. Which he wasn't. That's uh, really no law is really going to fix shame. that. I mean, nope. let's we have to enforce the laws we have. Yeah, yeah the shooter did move to Nashville in the yeah. fall. But yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, spring is in the air, and we know what that means. Uh, it means pollen. Uh, it means a lot of people uh, having the indoors come, the outdoors come indoors. Boy, no kidding. Uh, a lot of lot of pollen running around your house right now. Uh, are your allergies bad right now? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the whole house is wheezing and hacking there's a good fix though replace your hvac filter at filterby.com filterby.com is america's leading provider of hvac filters for homes and small businesses they carry over 600 different filter sizes uh they come in uh, every size and shape and if you've got something sort of unusual they can even custom make an option for you Everything's shipped free within 24 hours so it also happens really fast and everything's manufactured right here in america they have all kinds of Merv options all the way up to hospital grade. They have whatever you need. So save 5% when you set up auto delivery, and then you never have to think about when to buy the filters again. Save money, save time, and breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. In 2018, how is it possible they still don't have this guy? I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. 888 thirty three ninety three. Uh All right, so what happened to me last week? You know, uh, that's funny you, funny you say that yeah. because I was just going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I, I woke up... Uh, 
at four o'clock last Monday morning with this pain in my in my left side. I thought, yeah, that's really uncomfortable. And I tried to just sleep it off, and there was no way I could sleep with that pain. So I got up, started walking around the house, trying to do some just walk work. it off. Yeah, you're yeah, not pregnant or trying to become pregnant. Correct? No, okay, that's, that's just making correct. sure. All right. Uh, so I, I'm walking around the house and the pain just kicks into high gear. I mean, it, and, and now it's, it's gone from my side to my back and it wraps around mm-hmm. kind of the whole area from the left side, uh, uh, and all the way around to my back. And I, you know, I've, I've dealt with pretty intense back pain, having, uh, a ruptured disc and four herniated discs. So I know what back pain feels like. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I thought it was at first. But the way it intensified and just there's no movement that could help or relieve or... I mean, it was just unrelenting pain. And it was... You know, I, I, I thought I had experienced as bad pain as you could have. And I was I was proven wrong last week. So it was... I mean, it was... <laughs> It was intense pain. Finally, after about two and a half hours of that, I got my wife up and I said, I think I think I need to go to the hospital. Something's wrong. And so we did. Went to the emergency room. And uh, <clears throat> strangely, there weren't a lot of uh, illegal aliens lined up there to wait, wait behind. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was pretty cleared out. I don't oh. know. If, is that Obamacare? They all just have Obamacare now, and so they just—they're all good. They're all good. I think they're all taken care of. Do you still have to? Uh, you still have to say no to Ebola? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. As I'm suffering in this incredible. No, I haven't been to West Africa. <laughs> I mean, so ridiculous. It's sad. You do. You it's still sad. have the yeah. Ebola question. Amazing. Uh, so anyway, after um, I don't know, 20 minutes or half an hour, they I finally got in there, and after maybe an hour, they finally got me some pain relief. Uh, a little Shot anyway. me up with a little morphine, mm-hmm. which finally took the edge off of it, and uh, but it came right back. And yeah. uh, the doctor came in eventually, and they did a CAT scan, and they thought it was kidney stones. That's what they thought from the beginning because it was acting that way. And so... Um, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And they hit me with fentanyl, which is pretty scary yeah. pain reliever stuff. Works. It's wow. like, yeah, it, it does work. Um, and uh, eventually I wound up in the operating room at about 9.15. And so he did surgery uh, real quick. I, I uh, was knocked out and they <clears throat> go up through your yeah, I mean, what they do. man area. Yeah. And they look around, and and it turned out not to be the kidney stones. It was this blockage from um, scar tissue, Hmm. which I had no idea I had. But it was scar tissue that blocked off both kidneys. So I was in complete kidney failure. No. So by then, it was kind of serious. And and he put in some stints to open it back up. And then uh, couldn't get to the kidney stones, because I actually have kidney stones still inside the kidney. Um, but I guess those aren't causing the pain. So they, but they were unable to remove the scar <clears throat> tissue. They just tried to open it up yeah, a little. Yeah, they ways. just opened it up, and yeah. they, I guess, just opening it up and and being able to breathe Relieve for a while it, yeah. should help heal you know, it. Well, I mean, That's obviously it is. Hoping for, and so, um, so you know, then it's just the days of pain afterwards. 
uh, this took you an entire week to get over. Yeah, it was. I mean, I know, I know, I'm a sissy. Uh, what can I tell you? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a sissy. But I mean, this was Monday, huh? right? What you're telling us happened Monday. Yes, it yeah, was this last. is just a week. Yeah, I was wondering because I know uh, it didn't end Monday. No, it didn't. Uh, I was in the hospital overnight, uh, and it was a pretty rough night because uh, you know you're just you're peeing blood. Yeah, and yeah. those stints hurt every time you go. Every, I mean, it, it's like somebody's smashing you in the stomach on both sides Oof. while you're doing that and it was mm. <laughs> hideous it was that? hideous there you go. but you have to go all the time so that's the good part of it yeah, so, so not only does it, <laughs> it just hurt excruciatingly never, it never stops sure, but you got to go all the time and it, it builds right. character yeah it so i was again it, this is still monday i have the highest character on this planet right now apparently yes <laughs> if that builds character i have the best character wow. on planet earth mm-hmm. uh so that's tuesday and then wednesday they let me go tuesday afternoon went home and started to recover, but I, I got this fever, and that's one of the warning signs. Yeah. You're not supposed to get a fever, and I, I did. Uh, it was, you know, anywhere from 99.5 to 101. Just kept going up and down and up and down and up and down. And so I went from freezing cold to burning hot, freezing cold to burning hot. And, and then, but I got through Wednesday, and then Thursday morning I woke up with a pain in my side again, this time on the right nice. side. And I thought, oh, geez, that hurts. And so I got up and tried to walk it off. <laughs> the same thing happened. Mm. Of course, I mean, the pain worse. became so intense in my back, I had to go to the hospital again. Wow. Right. And so, uh, and I was thinking about coming into work on Wednesday. And that was probably, that would have been a bad idea. But um, I got to the emergency room and they gave me drugs again and calmed it down again and decided it was a, infection now so i i had a urinary tract infection they didn't leave a sponge up in there or some scalpels or something no okay. that's okay no nobody dropped his cell from, phone from in there going all the time plus the surgery i mean it, yeah you can get it, an yes. infection really easily mm-hmm. and that's what they thought it was so uh then i got you know powerful antibiotics uh got some drugs went home and just continued with my fever until yesterday when it finally broke oh nice okay. yeah yeah, so it was a uh, it was a hard week, uh, filled with a lot of pain. Oh my goodness, man! A lot of pain. So I told so you to not call him such a wuss, Keith. I mean, it's a little bit of a break. Okay. Aren't you the guy that was just it's, saying? Uh, you know, somebody well, else. It's been a whole week. What kind of? What do you need? <laughs> so okay, this is a very elaborate ruse. I'm, How was Italy and France and your tour of Europe? It was pretty good. Uh, yeah, a good I week wish. Uh-huh. I wish that would be nice. Oh. We had pet sightings uh, multiple places around the country. Did you really? Yes. Yeah. And uh, so I'd like to see a doctor's note, to be honest. <laughs> I probably have one. On <laughs> yeah, <okay>. uh, <laughs> well, I'm so glad you're back. No, yeah, it's great you. to have you back. It's good great to, see to be back. I feel human for the first time mm. in eight days. So that's nice. Good. That's nice. Because you know when you're... When you feel like that, when you're feeling crappy, you don't want to see anybody. Yeah. Vulnerable, to to anybody. yeah. And, and I think yet everybody want... wants to see you, and yeah. you're like, I, uh, no. I think part of the road to feeling more like a human is being in the same room with Jeffy, because you know you're gonna feel you got a the lot comparison better going. when you're just looking you're right. right across <laughs> the way. There, you're like, you know what? <laughs> oh, could be worse. I could be Jeffy. No, I mean, I'm inspiration. The comparison definitely helps. I thought you were going with that uh, inspiration. I mean, no, I'm you are. Uh, I was not. You know, from a negative standpoint, you're incredible inspiration. <laughs> Thank you. So well, that's great. I do what I can do. <laughs> uh, all right. 888 thirty three ninety three. But, you know, one of the biggest 
one of the biggest issues I had with this was that I missed out on the whole Alex Jones now hates Donald Trump thing. I mean, I mean, got it. There was some great. We never did that. No, we We never played it. Uh -uh. Pat, we saved it for you. I I, honestly, we made a conscious choice. Bless you for that. Wow, that's it was. (laughs) It was as much fun as as we could have had with it. It would not be as much fun as yeah. Yeah, you sent me that stuff Sunday night. (laughs) Yeah, it was going to be so fun on a Monday. It's going to be so fun, and then turned out and it wasn't as fun as I anticipated. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three more Pat Gray Unleashed coming. Good to have you back. Thank you. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, just for fun, uh, as an ad- addendum to the health story, I-, I get to I get to go through the same surgery next Wednesday. Oh, so oh, what? A week from Wednesday, I go through the same thing. So I'm pretty excited about that. I found that out at my doctor's appointment this morning. Exact same surgery. Ah, uh, <laughs> so that's next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Should I go ahead and get a fill in? So yeah, ready? we'll we'll need a fill in for that okay. day for sure, and then we'll see what happens after that day. He said it won't be as bad this time. Because he's taken out one of the stints, so they won't be in both kidneys. Uh, so we'll see. But uh, I'm not <laughs> looking forward to that. I can't imagine you are. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, of course, there's been another mass murder uh, since uh, last we talked, and uh, this one just happened Sunday, wasn't it? Just Sunday. Yeah, uh, Sunday this morning. One, yeah, Sunday morning. Uh, overnight into Sunday morning. Yep. At a at a Waffle House and. Um, and they still have they still have not found the naked killer. Uh, he's still on the loose. Yeah, they they said I, he went to his apartment and then left with uh, pants on but no shirt. It's I don't. It's not like he disappeared into a crowd. Yeah, I just so weird. I mean, how how do you miss the hey the naked guy with the gun? Uh, that's too hard to find. Plus, a guy knocked him down um, and. He got away, but the guy took his gun. Was he not willing to shoot him? Is that is that what the deal was? Yeah, I didn't. We should we should listen to the hero of this and uh, yeah. see if he can maybe explain some of that. Here here is the the Waffle House hero who waited for a chance to get after the guy and uh, took it and actually rushed him. He shot through that door. I'm pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure he grazed my arm. And it was at that time that I kind of made up my mind because there's no way to lock that door. Um, that if it was going to come down to it, he was going to have to work to work to kill me. So at the time that he was either reloading or the gun jammed or whatever happened is when I ran through the, the swivel door. I hit him with the swivel door and then the, ga- the gun was kind of jammed up and it was pushed down. So we were scuffling. And uh, I managed to get him with one hand on the gun, and then I grabbed it from him, and I threw it over the countertop. And then I, 
after that, I was trying to get out the door, and I think he was pretty much in the entrance way. So I just took him out with me, out of the entrance, and all the way outside. Wow, that's that's an amazing story. That's an amazing uh, man to be able to take that chance. But it, it shows how when you take action, I think a lot of times that's how it turns out. Because they're not expecting that. Right. No resistance is expected by these people. Yeah. They mm-hmm. just think they've got clear clear shots to kill as many people as they please. Uh, and this guy, was it James Shaw? Is yes. that his name? Yes. Uh, this, this guy proved him wrong, which is fantastic. So the, he knocked him out the door and then the guy just uh, ran off and got into his car, went back to his apartment, and has been gone ever since. I how do you how do you avoid surveillance footage? I mean, there's cameras at every intersection now. How do you not trace this guy? On every show I've ever seen, they could track you down in a matter of minutes. Strange that after uh, a couple of days now, they, he's still on the loose. Wow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 888-900-3393. Also, um, James Comey is on his um, massive book tour. And uh, Susan Collins told Chuck Todd on NBC's Meet the Press yesterday that Comey should have waited until after the Mueller probe to release his memoir, uh, that his book tour is distracting. Here's what she had to say. Don't write a book in the middle of an investigation. You think this is potentially disruptive to the Mueller probe? That's what worries me. I cannot imagine why an FBI director would seek to essentially cash in on a book when the investigation is very much alive. He should have waited to do his memoir. Hmm. Um, Actually, I don't really. Does anybody care much about James Comey's memoir? I, I just don't. I don't. You know, um, there was an interesting tweet. I got to try to find this here. The Ari Fleischer, I believe, is who uh, tweeted it out. So I guess he's the guy who's actually reading every word in the Comey book. Ari Fleischer. Yeah, yeah. So he okay. he had a very interesting observation. He says it's not getting talked about a lot. Um, he says uh, that there was re- this is not related to, to to this stuff here, but he just says there's a quote from this book. He says there was reliable evidence that Michael Brown was not surrendering when he was shot. We're talking about. You know, the uh, the thing that basically was the oh. catalyst for the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. Um, he was not surrendering when he was shot. The evidence says, right. you know, DNA evidence uh, that he had assaulted the officer and tried to take his gun. I mean, that that is a quote from the director the of the FBI, FBI telling us that. Yes. So, Which anyway. we've known for a, a good long time. Sure. It's, it's interesting that that uh, hadn't been discussed by the FBI until now. Yeah. Could, could we not have avoided a lot of nonsense? By them saying, look, uh, the FBI agrees. The, the guy was in attack mode. <laughs> yeah, and... and but I mean, that spurred a whole movement. Hands up, don't shoot. That, yeah. That's what that was. I wonder who really was the final say in what the FBI was saying about five years ago. Mm. Uh, Barack Obama. It, you know, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, must be. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh... Interesting that Shania Twain has come out saying that she would have voted for Donald Trump 
And then she got a little feedback about that. <laughs> and then, no, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say I would vote for Donald Trump. That's, that's not what I said. It's amazing how Twitter can turn people around so quickly <laughs> and shut them down immediately. Uh, you talk about a fascistic social media uh, it's Twitter. When they jump all over you, it's like, okay, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean anything. What? I, somebody else wrote that. Somebody hacked in and said nice things about Donald Trump. I didn't do that. <laughs> Country superstar Shania Twain said um, that if she were voting, she didn't want BS. She actually used the word. She said... I would have voted for a feeling that it was transparent and politics has a reputation of not being that, right? So, um, meaning she would have voted for Donald Trump because he wasn't full of crap, uh, according to her. Now, she can't vote because she's Canadian. Um, Her answer immediately received, of course, the backlash you're going to get from the left. I mean, she's a country superstar. What are you worried about the left for? What are you worried about what they say? They're not the ones who are buying your records, Shania. I would like to apologize immediately. I would like to apologize to anybody I've offended in a recent interview with The Guardian relating to the American president. (laughs) She's distanced herself that far. Like, he's (laughs) the American president. Anyway, I'm not even with them. Don't worry about it. The question caught me off guard. As a Canadian, I regret answering this unexpected question without giving my response more context. I'm passionately against discrimination of any kind, and I hope it's clear from the choices I've made and the people I stand with that I do not hold any common moral beliefs with the current president. What? Okay, so it went from you thought he was really good and not full of BS to you don't hold any common moral beliefs with him, so you wouldn't have voted for him. I see. Okay. (laughs) What a coward. She forgot his name, too, by the way. Yeah, she she won't even mention him now. Hey, that's pathetic. Her thre- thread of tweets was an attempt to defuse the situation. She said her answer was awkward and should not be taken as representative of her values. My path will always be one of inclusivity, as my history shows. Comments and apology come shortly after her appearance as a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's inclusive. She also has been a guest judge on American Idol, Dancing with the Stars, and appeared as herself on an episode of Broad City. Her music has been embedded in pop culture and in film since she rose to fame in the 90s. Wow. I mean, that's just sad that that you can be threatened that way. You can be cowed into uh, being so cowardly. Uh, just because a bunch of people s- start jumping on you in Twitter. Don't read the tweets. Jeez. But people are so easily shut down. And there's no better forum to shut people down than Twitter. Because nobody knows who you are. And you can be as nasty as you please. I mean, I'm sure Shania Twain, who is a country star, is probably quite conservative. You know, it's no secret, and it shouldn't surprise anybody, that most, almost all country stars are conservative. The rockers that are all progressives, communists, 
the country stars are usually right-thinking Americans and Canadians. <clears throat> Other than Faith Hill and uh, and her husband, what's his Tim McGraw. Other than Hill and McGraw, who are uh, hardcore Democrats. Really? Yeah. Huh. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, they are. I thought McGraw Hill was a book publisher when I was a kid too. What's the name <laughs> yeah. of it? Right? You know, text, <laughs> I think it textbooks. Was, yeah. As a matter of fact, I've never put that together. I haven't either. Hold on a second. Am I right? Uh-huh. Yeah, you it are. is. <laughs> McGraw-Hill huh. textbook. Not the same McGraw-Hill. No. But, uh, yeah, they were the textbook that's people. funny. Uh, isn't that strange? That is crazy. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything, <laughs> but it's nutty. Uh, I love this campus reform thing, too, uh, yeah. because it's really fun to see Little leftists, little millennials who think their world is all in order, <laughs> think they know absolutely everything, find out, wait, what? Barack Obama, my hero, did that too? <gasps> you mean the god Barack Obama also did that? Wait, what? Here's a campus reform at UC Santa Barbara talking about uh, whether or not they support troops being sent to the border by Donald Trump. And here's the response. I feel like it's not justified, mostly because, like, it is, like, an, a totally uncalled for act of power. Definitely Arr. disapprove. I don't know. I think Arr. it just puts a bad light on America. Not productive. I'm not a huge fan of the military to begin with. We're spending way too much money on that. I think it would be a complete waste of money. Right. It, it's not right. projected not correctly, so it's not, <laughs> it's not resonating well with me, at least. Where do you I've, draw the line? <laughs> yeah. On who can be here or not, basically. Yeah. Basically. At a border, I think most people would say. <laughs> Maybe. But, like, uh, I don't think it's good to send, you know, militarized troops to people who are coming in unarmed. Walls don't really, like, keep people out. And, like, mm. just think about it. Like, how many airplanes, like, are there? They're basically there. <laughs> what? To, like, does it shoot to kill? Like, what's, like, I don't want there to think be any it. loss of life. Like, think that seems that, like the only goal here. Think about it for a Good. minute. Like, how many airplanes are there? I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I've never really done the math on that. But you are now thinking but about it, are you not? I'm thinking about it. Okay, good. There's That's probably a lot of airplanes. I just want you to think about that. I think he's right about it. There's a lot of airplanes. Yeah. So why would you have a border? Yeah. It's too many airplanes. Think about it. <laughs> so stupid. Hello, you've got security at the airport, doofus. <laughs> Come on. Uh, all right. You got to take some security measures there, too, my uh, friend. I, I, I don't know if you're aware of that. So, in fact, it's probably tougher to fly here than it is to walk across the border. That would be my guess. Wow. That's, That's why about a million people do it every year um, uh, rather than fly here. Uh, then the thing is, I, I, I'm not a fan of the military. You're not. Yeah, well, we should probably not have a military. I bet if we didn't have a military, everything would be, gosh, a lot better. I'm sure that peaceful right? walk that you're having on campus where a guy walks oh. up to you and asks your opinion <clears throat> you know, in an wrong. open forum, I'm sure that would totally be happening right yeah, now. Don't worry about the Chinese or the Russians. They wouldn't be here. They'd, they'd just be afraid of, of trampling on, on the rights of the wonderful Kids at college, certainly they wouldn't invade our country if we didn't have a military, right? I'm sure they'd respect us and totally. respect the kids who are going to school and, and wouldn't want to, you know, interrupt their education yeah. in any way. It's totally happening. 
So then mm-hmm. uh, they asked the UC Santa Barbara kids if they're aware that... Oh, the same kids. <laughs> same kids. Okay. Wait a minute. Didn't President Obama do this too? <laughs> this is fun. Did you know that President Obama did the exact same thing when he was president? Like... Like, Honestly, I'm not super <laughs> up to date with politics. I didn't. No, know you're that, not. So. Yeah. I just think surprise. that we need to be so like compassionate toward other people, and it's definitely not mm-hmm. what he's putting forward. And did you know President Obama did the same move? He also sent a few thousand troops to the I border. I did not know that. Is that surprising? Mm. I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I would. Say, yeah, that's kind of surprising. It sounded like you're opposed to that when President Trump did it. Were you opposed to it when President Obama did it, though? Um, when President Obama did it, I felt that there was. I suppose different coverage as to what the intentions were. I don't know anything about what? that personally. So, okay. The difference is definitely with publicity and like oh. false information. So I guess I would have to mm. read up more about the intentions oh. behind Trump's versus the intentions behind okay. Obama. I think it's a positive move. I think honestly, it, it has precedent. Obama did the same thing back in I think it was 2012. Whoa. So there you go. I think there's that? nothing unconstitutional about it, Whoa. and I think that wow. the state governments need to make sure that they're not acting in opposition to the federal government. That looks like a mature man, though. How, how wow. old is that guy? Wow. I mean, that guy, is, he's not 19. You know? That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> guys, Don't ruin the moment, man. <laughs> Just I mean, stop. That, that guy's gone back to school after a career that went wrong or something. And he's <laughs> at UC Santa Barbara getting a degree. Oh, boy. All right. 888 <laughs> Uh Years ago, Glenn and Tanya started up Real Estate Agents I Trust because they went through a really bad situation with their realtor and their house, which they couldn't sell for a couple of years. I mean, it stretched on and on and on, wound up costing them. Ah, they lost a lot of money on that. And so they didn't want everybody to experience what they went through. So they went through a list of things that they'd like to qualify people with and, and find agents based on their experience, their marketing plans, what kind of character they have, and what kind of results do they get for their clients. And they found 1,200 all over America that are rigorously qualified in, in these particular areas. And then there's one other barometer that I think is really important that a lot of other people may not, but they're fans of the show. And that means they've got a lot in common with you. And that means they share, a, generally speaking, your same principles and values. So if you're looking to sell your house, obviously you want to sell it fast and you want to get the most money out of it. And maybe you're looking to buy and you want to do that uh, quickly as well. Go to Real Estate Agents I Trust and we'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Let our agents earn your business. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 Uh Mark in Oklahoma has a cure for kidney stones. Oh. That's nice. Oh, yeah. Hey, Mark. Yeah, Pat. Hey. I gotta say, I had, I've been through, I've had about 13 of them, and I've had Ooh. three of those lithotripsy treatments, you know, to break them up. Yeah. And I had a friend of mine turn me on this because he'd, he'd been having problems with them, too, and he said, man, he said, the thing I found four ounces of lemon juice and then about 
eight to eight ounces, eight to ten ounces of water. Mm-hmm. He said, just do that twice a day. Really? And he said, and, and what I do is like now, if I start feeling, you know, you can tell if you've had enough of them, you can tell when they start to come on. Okay. I feel if I feel one coming on, that's what I do. I'll do that, you know, two or three days in a row. And I usually do it at night before I go to bed so that acid can just kind of sit in there and Will it get to them it. even in the kidney? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's four yeah. ounces of lemon juice and, and mm-hmm. Yep, the concentrated the concentrated lemon juice. And then how much water? And about well, eight to ten and eight to ten ounces of water. No, oh, I'm gonna try that. Because I guarantee it. you it's it's gonna be stout. It's it's kind of hard to get down. Yeah. Well, but it's like after you do that, then just, like I said, keep water with you constantly and just keep mm-hmm. drinking, you know, to keep it working through your system. Okay. But like I said, for mine, you know, like I said, I get a twinge. I can tell it. I take it two, three days, you know, in a row to, you know, kind of get that acid and through it, there and break it up. And it does. And then, and then it, yeah. yeah. And so far, I haven't, so hmm. far I haven't had any problems with it yet. And like I said, this was one of those that for years I've dealt with it and I know the pain and mm-hmm. I guarantee it's, Jeez. You know, it gets bad enough that you're on your knees and you're throwing up. You're hurting pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Mark. That's another thing. The pain was so bad that, yeah, for the first time in 33 years, I threw up. Really? You yeah. had 33 years? Yeah. What caused it last time? I know you so well. I flu. bet it was excessive drinking. <laughs> yeah. Right? Was, like you binged and just yeah, got out of control. surprisingly, it was stomach flu that time. Oh, okay. But, you know, because the binge drinking mm-hmm. usually took a toll on me, but... <laughs> The last time it was stomach flu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Hard wow. to remember all the binge drinking times, though. Cause, Hang on a second. You know. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> I think that's by design. Uh, so you haven't had a real surgery other than your back, right? Is that, is no, that until append- last week? Appendicitis is the only surgery I've ever had. I haven't had my backs operated on yet. Because I, what? I don't trust that. My it messed up my mom worse than she was before. I see. And I've seen too many people who come out worse on the other side yeah. than they were to begin with, and it's just too debilitating. Because you're you're off work for f- at least three weeks, maybe four. Mm. So I've never done the back surgery. I see now. Yeah. Okay, but you so the only okay. other thing that I've had is appendicitis. Okay, gotcha. Now he said the scars from. The kit on the kidneys may have begun from that, and that was a long. That was I was eighteen years old when I had that, mm. so they would have been there a long time. And then finally, just they just shut down my kidneys completely, both of them, same my time. Goodness, yeah, uh, they didn't like coordinate Crazy. better. Like, couldn't one of them go? You know I what? Know, I'm out. Right, Tap one of out. them out, and then the other one works just a little bit harder. Wow, you and that's what the doctor said. Kidneys. Usually. <laughs> The one pick, one kidney will pick up the slack. Oh, the not yours! You got a slacker kidney. No, nope. had they both slacked off. They're both like, man, man, we're done for now. Good night. <laughs> so wow, no warning, nothing. I was fine a- one day and then miserable the next. Yeah, have a talk Weird. with them and just say, hey guys, next time you're thinking about doing this, can you go ahead and decide now which one of you is gonna yeah take a break? <laughs> okay, I'll tell you this though, it, it's kind of life changing. I mean, it's really made me re- reevaluate the way I, I'm going to eat. Because mm. I've never bothered with that, really, mm. you know, other than to try to lose weight lately. Mm-hmm. But it's like, nah, I'm going to eat all the red meat I want. Nah, I don't like vegetables. Nah, I don't want to do that. Well, I think, I think I'm going to reevaluate that. <clears throat> Much as I don't yeah. want to. Got to. You know, you have to. I mean, I would rather to. live a life where I have to eat healthy, bland food than yep. not at all. 
Yep, it just got real all up in here, yo. <laughs> That's pretty hip, man. I forgot how hip Doesn't you it? were. Too, yeah, I know. Well, I know. Well, you got to get Jeffy here for a week. I mean, you can't even think the word hipness uh, while he's here. Nope. Uh, we got to get into Earth Day, which happened yesterday. And Aww. then, of course, today is the day that the uh, apocalypse begins. Right? It's the end of the world as we know it. Yeah, today. So we'll get into that and uh, much more. Coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. It's uh, Pat Gray Unleashed. I'm back. And this time, I'm pissed. <laughs> Not sure what about. You know, it's just a general kind general. of pissed sure. sort of thing. Um, uh, you can get a hold of us at 888 or at Pat Unleashed. On Twitter, from struggling, <laughs> struggling Lumbee. <laughs> Welcome back, pumpkin, sweetie pie, Aww. pudding pop, sugar hips. <laughs> to be so disrespected like that. <laughs> Hashtag so me too. Disrespected. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Tom Sheehan, when Pat was saying he was hot, then cold, then hot, then cold, that sounds like climate change. Welcome back, Pat. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that is climate change. It, it, that's, that's what was causing it, actually. Uh, Jack Hole Beer Guy, seriously, I'm sure you're having kidneys shut down and tubes shoved where you don't want to things shoved. I'm sure it hurts, but we had Jeffy for a week. That's a really good point. That really puts things into perspective. It does, doesn't it? So now you don't doesn't feel it? like you, you got the raw end of the deal. No, I don't. No, I, I know the listeners did. Uh-huh. I apologize. <clears throat> Are kidney blockages better than kidney leakages? <laughs> nah, I'm not sure which is worse, actually. Brandon Cruz, like, can college kids these days, like, complete a thought, like, without using the word like, every other word, like? No. <laughs> and they've shown that on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. It is amazing how prolific that word is with m- millennials. And sometimes others, but it, I think it's mainly millennials. Like, what do you mean? <clears throat> like, you know, with when like th- they're saying like, I don't think like you know like the military is like that good, mm-hmm. like a thing, like like uh, I, I, like that. Like I, I you know, like I kind of see what you're saying. Like, um, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like when you're, I don't know, like you're you're walking through a campus and somebody shoves like a. Like a microphone in your face, and uh-huh. like you're expected to, I don't know, like have an opinion or something on the spot, like right, and maybe articulate some point of view without the word like. <laughs> I don't know where when that happened. Seems like in the early 2000s, uh-huh. maybe the late 90s, but it's it, it's time to put like to bed. <laughs> There's it? a bumper sticker. It's time to time put, put like, like in to quotes bed. to bed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so. 
Earth Day was yesterday. Oh. And, of course, I had the Earth Tree out, even yeah. though I was sick. <laughs> Every year we put up the Earth Tree, and uh, it was beautiful um, this year. Vestibuled mm-hmm. with all sorts of... I mean, we didn't kill anything to put on it, uh, of course. Uh, it was just... It was its own buds it's that burst, that burst through. Because uh, it was a live, obviously a live tree. We kept, we kept it alive, and then we replanted it back in the forest. We t- <laughs> took it from. Wow, you guys go all out. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I mean, especially <laughs> considering do. you are all uh, and, recovering. And, you know, we also practice what we preach, obviously. So uh, it's real important to us. Uh-huh. Um, so the coming apocalypse was predicted on and around Earth Day in 1970. So this is when this nonsense really kicked into gear. I mean, there was a little bit of it in the 60s, and uh, and and then in 1970 it sort of solidified and crystallized around Earth Day. Um, like with this, <laughs> civilization will will end. I love this prediction because it's. It's so foreseeable, it, and it's so near that you can actually grab hold of it and wait for it to happen. Civilization will end within thirty, within 15 or 30 years unless immediate action is taken against problems facing mankind. So between 1985 and 2000. <clears throat> right. Huh. Harvard biologist George Wald. Between 15 and 30 years? So, Right. 19, well, two, the year 2000 at the latest. Mm-hmm. Uh, what year is it? Is it two, when will it be 2000? Is that coming up pretty soon? I, I have to check a calendar. Don't ask me on the spot, something so like that. So ridiculous. Wow. Number two, we're in an environmental crisis which threatens the survival of this nation and of the world <laughs> as a suitable place of human habitation. Washington University biologist Barry Commoner. Number three, man must stop pollution and conserve his resources, not merely to enhance existence, but to save the race from intolerable deterioration and possible extinction. Mm, That sounds serious. New York Times editorial. Number four, population will inevitably and completely outstrip whatever small increases in food supplies we make. The death rate will increase... Until at least one to two hundred million per year will be starving to death during the next ten years. Stanford University biologist Paul Ehrlich, mm. a man they continue to quote, who's never been right about anything. Paul Ehrlich wasn't right on one single thing. He's got a couple ever. more on this list for oh, he's Freedom got, He's got a bunch. It's unbelievable. <laughs> But listen to this. I, I mean, the death rate will increase at least 100 to 200 million per year. We'll be starving to death over the next 10 years. That was by 1980. Hmm. How'd that work out? <clears throat> um, I don't know. 7.5 billion people later. Jeez. This whole population bomb thing that they were into in the late 60s and early 70s is so disproven as to be utterly fantastical now. I mean, you look back on this and it's like, how, how could you have even believed it? And how could you possibly believe anybody who is pushing that, that theory today of overpopulation? We could all fit on the island of Maui. 
Come on now. Number five. And there's, I don't know, 7,000 here? How many are there? 13. A lot. Oh, 13. Okay. All right. There aren't 7,000, but I was very, very close. It was just a guesstimate. It's a ballpark. Um, most of the people who are going to die in the greatest cataclysm in the history of man have already been born. Huh. By 1975, some experts feel that food shortages will have escalated the present level of world hunger and starvation into famines of unbelievable proportions. Other experts, more optimistic, think the ultimate food population collision will not occur (laughs) until (laughs) way out in the decade of, you can't even, the foreseeable future, it's not even... The 1980s. I mean, don't even think yeah. way out there wait, in the 1980s. Wait, way out there. That's when everybody's going to starve and die. In the what? In the 1980s. Oh, we have. It's not even a spark there. of air, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to believe the 1980s were 30 years ago. 1988 was 30 years ago. Jeez, that just kills me. Yeah. That hurts almost as much as kidney stones. Almost. Number six. It's already too late to avoid mass starvation, so it's Dennis Hayes. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah, it's a period. That's a quote. <laughs> it's already too late to avoid mass starvation. So. So. <laughs> the so is added by Pat Gray. Uh-huh. Uh, it's already too late to avoid mass starvation. So. so. Put that in your pipe. In 1970. The chief organizer for Earth Day, Dennis Hayes. Mm. What a brilliant man. Okay, well, why bother then? Why should we do anything about it? If it's already too late, what are you doing? It's stupid. (laughs) Uh, Demographers agree that almost unanimously on the following grim timetable, this is from 1970, by 1975, widespread famines will begin in India. These will spread by 1990 to include all of India, Pakistan, China, and the Near East, and Africa. Okay, you got all that? By the year 2000, think of this, Uh or conceivably sooner. South and Central America will exist under famine conditions. By the year 2000 now, Keith, Mm -hmm. that's 30 years from now, then. (laughs) The entire world, with the exception of Western Europe, North America, and Australia, will be in famine. That's why everybody in those countries and those continents are now dead, um, <clears throat> except for not. Mm-hmm. That was from North, North Texas State University professor Peter Gunter. He was br- what a brilliant man. Yeah, he, he, got, he got one place right um, when he said down in uh, South America. Yeah, it's called Venezuela is well, where yeah, they but, have famine conditions, but yeah, it's because it, of... It was communism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, socialism, communism. <laughs> it was because of an ism. Not because of a famine. (laughs) Thank you. Paminism. Number eight. Mm -hmm. In a decade, urban... Okay, so this is 1970. Keep in mind. A decade's 1980. In a decade, urban dwellers will have to wear gas masks to survive air pollution. (sighs) I left mine at home today. I almost choked to death on the way to work. Wow, if it's not the kidneys that are going to get you, it's going to be this air pollution in Dallas, huh? You know it, my friend. Man. By 1985, air pollution will have reduced the amount of sunlight reaching Earth by one half. Life magazine. That's not too apocalyptic at all. Mm -hmm. That's reasonable. They're all reasonable. That's why we listen to them still. 
Number nine. At the present rate of nitrogen buildup, it's only a matter of time before light will be filtered out of the atmosphere and none of our land will be usable. Ecologist Kenneth Watt. Thank you, <sighs> Ken. That was, that was a dire warning that we needed to heed. Mm-hmm. Number 10. Air pollution is certainly going to take hundreds of thousands of lives in the next few years alone. Who said that? Paul Ehrlich. Never heard of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, he never said a single thing that ever panned out. <laughs> Not one thing. And yet people still quote him. They still listened to him. They, they were still like, Paul Ehrlich says that we're headed for hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of deaths. Uh, number 11. We only have a few more. By the year 2000? How far is that from now? I that's, don't. That seems like ask, it's don't ask fairly... math for me. Okay. If present trends continue, uh-huh. we will be using up crude oil at such a rate that there won't be any more crude oil. <laughs> you'll drive to the pump and you'll say, fill her up, buddy. Yeah, like you'll say, fill her up, buddy. And he'll say, I'm very sorry, there isn't any. That's, that's, uh, that's a visionary ecologist, <laughs> Kenneth Watt. Oh, oh, I thought he was like, uh, he knowledgeable <clears throat> about Iran and oil embargoes, but no, no. That's, uh, he's mm-hmm. talking about there's just none in the earth. Right, there's none. Mm-hmm. There is none. Um, he also didn't, env- didn't envision the fact that nobody would be there to fill up your tank but you. Uh, it wouldn't have anybody to say, hey, fill her up, buddy. That's your New Jersey. <laughs> so 1970. Uh, and it's so ridiculous. We have found more oil reserves than, uh, I mean, than we knew we had in the entire world up until a few years ago. Um, I mean, the United States is going to be, by 2020 or 2023... Blocked by the sun? No. Blocked by the clouds or gas or whatever? No. <laughs> Pollution? The biggest oil producer in the world. Oh, wow. You know, hmm. eclipsing Russia. So hmm. we've already eclipsed Saudi Arabia. Yeah, put that in your pipe. And go ahead and smoke it. Okay. Uh, number 12. One theory assumes that the Earth's cloud cover will continue to thicken as more dust, fumes, and water vapor are belched into the atmosphere by industrial smokestacks and jet planes. Screened from the sun's heat, the mm. planet <laughs> will cool. Well, what? Will the planet <laughs> will cool? Huh. The water vapor will fall and freeze, and of course, a new ice age will be born. <laughs> Whoa! Wow. Newsweek magazine. That's going to happen. <clears throat> well, they covered that in the documentary Star Trek Four: <laughs> The Voyage Home. <clears throat> They covered the entire, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, so it's true. I mean, the entire cloud mm-hmm. cover, and, mm-hmm. then, and then the whales. Died were, or know, killed yeah, off, right. dead. So, mm-hmm. uh, Number true. 13. The world has been chilling sharply for about 20 years. This is 1970 again. <laughs> if present trends continue, the okay. world will be about four degrees colder for the global mean temperature in 1990. But 11 degrees colder in the year 2000. 11 degrees <laughs> in 30 years? Nice. What a dumb prediction. That's oh. just stupidity. Oh, I'm sorry. No. This is about twice what it would take to put us into an ice age. <laughs> Again, visionary ecologist Kenneth Watt. <laughs> How do these people even have jobs? It's really, I mean, that's mind-numbing.
All right, we are joined by Brad Staggs. Yeah, and uh, welcome back, of course. And uh, our, our brand new sponsor, usekidneystonerx.com. <laughs> uh, they are here. Yeah, you can I do could it. use that. You can do it at home oh, in the privacy of your own home. Uh, <laughs> actually, I was thinking about my auto shop teacher today, and he had this thing. He would every Everything that was mechanical, he'd say, you have to keep it clean, tight, and bright. And mm. I thought, you know, that applies to your ears as well. Yep. I don't know how you keep your ears tight. You can keep them clean and bright. You know, every day we do stuff that we stick stuff in our ears. We And as a matter of fact, when you tell somebody to go stick it in their ear, they really shouldn't do that. Yeah, that, that's that leads not a good to idea. bad things. Well, what about a candle? What about setting, oh, I see. setting no, your earwax such on a fire? Great idea to light something on fire and <laughs> stick it into your ear. I mean, there's a little campfire in your eardrum. Thinning the herd is what we call that. Oh. Or you could go to usewaxrx.com. The three simple steps. Remember mm. what they are? A supple. And supple and supple. Wow, you've been paying attention. Yes. You had to yes. squeeze, squirt, and rinse. Oh. If you can do those three things, <laughs> you can have clean ears. And you do it all at uh, usewaxrx.com. If you use promo code radio, they'll give you free standard shipping. Usewaxrx.com and promo code radio. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. So, I mean, you couple all the Earth Day predictions, <laughs> which have been so incredibly prescient, spot, spot on, accurate. That's a good word, prescient. Prescient. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the uh, end of the world being, well, today. Mm-hmm. And you think, wow. Uh, this thing's about to come. Kidney stones certainly don't matter now. Right. I mean, right. <laughs> Bad timing uh, on your part. If the kidney stones don't kill you, the uh, the rapture will. <laughs> <laughs> and that's today, right? And I mean, it's today. Like, what time? Are we going on Greenwich Mean Time? What's the? I don't know what's happening Well, let's here. see. Today is a day. It's the beginning of the end. Uh-huh. According to practice doomsday diviner David Mead. Oh, yeah. He's good. April 23rd, 2018. Today. The sun, the moon, and Jupiter will line up in the constellation Virgo. When the moon (laughs) is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars, then peace will guide, you know, the planets and and love love. will steer the stars. It's the dawning of the age of Aquarius. The what? The age of Aquarius. Uh... Age... Of Aquarius. You didn't hear me before. <laughs> Aquarius. Aquarius. All I see are naked people with long hair <laughs> running around on stage. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, so, in actuality, they will not be in that constellation, apparently. An alignment that has been, that has uh, biblical de- disaster mm. written all over it. Okay, so, wait, they're not in Virgo? So the sun, moon, and Jupiter are not lined up in Vir- Virgo. Apparently not. Can you believe it? That what uh, doomsday? Uh, so the doomsday guy is wrong about the Virgo. He doesn't even know where alignment. The... <laughs> I know. This is insanity. I mean, he's. Uh, you can't even get his dumb predictions he's right. He's a doomsday diviner, David Mead. Oh, nice alliteration. But 
but Doomsday Diviner David Mead <laughs> doesn't even know what Virgo is? Right. If you're going to pay attention to this stuff, at least pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least know what Virgo is. What is Virgo then? What, what lineup is that? In the Bible, Revelation 12, 1 through 2, it speaks of a, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head, who labors to give birth to a dictator who will ultimately bring about, bring about the world's end. Hmm. Okay. Mead did a lot of numerical and cosmic gymnastics to come up with today's apocalypse. But you, you love to do this because then you get people talking about you, I guess. <laughs> Right? For a short time, and then it doesn't happen, and you're like, well, okay, no, I meant uh, May 31st. Well, yeah. And then May 31st comes, oh, no, I, I'm sorry, I miscalculated. It's October 17th. Yeah. That's, uh, that's precisely what happened this go-around as well. And then eventually, just shut up. The same passage used for today's prediction was also the basis for Mead's end-of-the-world <laughs> prediction last year. Oh. I forgot he did this last year. <laughs> this was his... This was his rain date. Mm. So, like, if things didn't happen on September 23rd, uh, well, then uh, I meant uh, April 23rd. He said the sky would essentially fall last September 23rd, and guess what? It didn't. Mm. And, in fact, his current forecast seems to have long roots. Baptist preacher William Miller made multiple failed doomsday predictions, and one of them was for April 23rd, 1843. So this is not new, Mm-mm. my friends. This is not new. <clears throat> Sadly, you know, for Mead, the planet Jupiter will appear not in Virgo, but in the constellation Libra. Oh. From Earth's perspective, the sun will appear to align with Aries, while the moon will lurk in the constellation <laughs> Gemini today. Okay, I hate it when the moon lurks. Yeah. I don't like that. I... <laughs> A lurking moon Nur- is yeah. is not pleasant, Mm-mm. especially. Uh, <clears throat> but it's not Virgo, obviously. This celestial alignment is, according to me, just the beginning of the cosmic catastrophe. From there, a rogue planet. Okay, here we are. This is some weird stuff because <laughs> I don't know where it says this in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That, well, this is the birth thing, right? This okay. is the birth of the. Let's go back to here. Doomsday Diviner David Mead. Doomsday Diviner, the uh, woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of 12 stars, who labors to give birth to a dictator who will ultimately... So is the planet X must be the dictator that will supposedly pass by Earth in October and cause a planet-wide mess, Mm -hmm. worldwide volcanic eruptions that will culminate in the return of Jesus. Okay. Well, now there's also based on the book of Revelation. There's one school of thought that says that there's going to be what, seven years of tribulation or something, like really bad mm-hmm. stuff going on on earth. Mm-hmm. I knew for a fact that this this end of the world stuff mm-hmm. being today was not accurate because I think it actually started about a week ago when we had to listen to Jeffy Right, uh, go on for about a week, and I thought, you know what, this is tell hell on not, earth. Tell me that's not tribulation. This is the tell end me. of the world. Tell we me it's are not. suffering that mm-hmm. seven year period started Monday. A week ago. Mm-hmm. So this guy didn't know what he's talking about. It was definitely April. That would have been April 16th. Mm-hmm. There are a few problems with this uh, part of the prediction, apparently. For one, Planet X, also called Nibiru. Mm. Like I have to tell everything. Like you have to do that. Come on. I man. hate to condescend. I, I apologize. Uh, Planet Nibiru is um, 
don't let this part bother you. Okay. Fictional. It's wait. Fictional. Wait a minute. Uh, it doesn't exist. Oh, wait a minute. There I thought is no planet Nibiru. Doomsday diviner David Mead says. Mm, I know. Yeah. And whereas scientists are looking for an Earth-sized planet that they sometimes refer to as Planet X or Planet Nine, this is a different world altogether from the one described by Mead and others. Nibiru, in fact, is the baby of conspiracy theorist Nancy Leader, who floated the idea in the 1990s. Huh. This rogue planet, a body that astronomers who stare at the skies, looking for actual alien worlds, would not miss, was the basis for the failed 2012 Maya apocalypse. Well, I'm not going to listen to her. I'm going to listen to Doomsday Diviner David, David. Mead. Well, because he's got a lot of alliteration there. Doomsday <laughs> Diviner Dave. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Why wouldn't you listen to it? Why wouldn't you? So, you get triple alliteration. I love that. So the world just, I mean, like, do we not wake up tomorrow? Or is this just the start <clears throat> of, like, bad stuff? Or It's just the start of it. It's just the so, start of it. So. Maybe that's what he'll say, too. He'll either say, uh, oh, yeah, I, had, I didn't carry the one mm-hmm. in my calculation, mm-hmm. so it's May, 30, May 31st now. May 31st. Hmm. Okay. Or well. he'll say... I not it's it started today. It's it, I didn't say this was going to be the end. I said it was the beginning of the end. Oh, could be that too. So I don't know. Oh, I'm so lost. That's unbelievable. <laughs> so planet nine. I mean, doesn't that disrespect Pluto? That's oh, already a little dwarf planet, which is so insulting. Wow. Now we've just completely out ruled it out mm-hmm. as a planet. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. I, I, hey, that's, ah, uh, that's me. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I love the spin on this story. The top one percent are set to control two thirds of the world's wealth. Oh, how in a in a just world mm-hmm. can we allow that to happen? Inequality around the world has reached an irreversible tipping point. The UK-based House of Commons Library said this month that if current trends continue, the richest 1% will control nearly 60, 66% of the world's money by 2030. Based on 6% annual growth in wealth, they would hold assets with approximately $305 trillion up from $140 trillion today, leaving almost nothing for anyone else. Huh. What does that mean? That the richest 1% control, and they don't today because it's half that. So, uh, you know, what do they have? 30%, 33% of the world's wealth now? 1% control 33%. That means 1% is as rich as the other 70% or so of the of the planet. Now, that's not taking the rest of the planet's money from them. That's just adding to their own wealth. They're, they're not controlling the world's supply of wealth. They're just adding to what they have. 
That doesn't mean I can't go out and add to my wealth. If you live in a capitalist system, now I can't, I, I can't control the communist nations and the socialist nations. That's on them. But in a capitalist system, it's up to me to go get my own wealth and join the 1%. I, they don't control the, the rest of the money. What are you talking about? There, there's not a finite supply of wealth. In a capitalist system, you go make more. You go make more. You go to the ocean, you back up the truck, you dump in all the water, and you leave. And that's yours. If somebody has a bigger truck, that hasn't taken anything out of your truck. They just backed it up to the ocean. So what? How is that hurting you in any way? They're not controlling the ocean. There is an ocean of money. This is like a bakery. Bake your own pie. It's not just a pie. Go bake more pies. That's what the ingredients are for. The ingredients are all contained in a free market system. Put them together and come up with your pie, stupid. I mean, it's just, it's insanity. I hate this spin. The top 1% are going to control 66% of the world's wealth if we don't stop them with communism. I am, uh, I'm trying to transcribe a little bit there. Um, you said, um, put them together and come up with your pie, stupid. Is that, that's... <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a recipe for wealth. I love it. You take the ingredients, <laughs> you put them together, you put them in your, in your capitalist oven, mm. your little entrepreneurial oven, and you bake your pie. And then you eat your pie. I don't have to give my pie to anybody else. Bill Gates isn't going to come and take my pie from me. It's my pie. Well, the IRS will come. The, the IRS will a take a little big portion. slice of said pie. But they're a hell of a lot bigger problem than Bill Gates is. Why would I blame Bill Gates mm-hmm. for what the IRS is stealing from me? The, the scary person in all of this is the big brother government who gets in your way. Not, not the rich people who are providing opportunities for employment. I mean, this, it just doesn't make any sense. How do you get it through people's heads? And they keep coming out with these scary reports about how rich the richest 1% are. So what? Let them be rich. Who cares? What do I care? I mean, Jeff Bezos gets wealthier every single day. Billions and billions. Billions of dollars wealthier every single day. He's never taken a nickel out of my pocket except what I've freely given him for his products. And I've given him almost none, but my wife, (laughs) she shares a lot with him. But that is our choice. Shares her credit card number with him on a regular (laughs) basis. But he's not stealing it from me. We are giving it to him in exchange for a product he delivers to me. How did that hurt me? It didn't. It created a better economy, is what it did. It's the beauty of the capitalist system. And again, I can't, you, you cannot compensate for Venezuela. I, I can't help those people because they chose socialism a long time ago. And now, sadly, they're experiencing the horrific results. Yeah, I can't fix China's system. I mean, they've done... 
a decent job of themselves by adding capitalism to their communist mix. It's not ideal, but it's a heck of a lot better than it was. You know, Russia, their state-controlled system is what it is. So there's going to be a lot of people who don't have access to it. But in the United States of America, we have access to the ocean. We have access to the bakery. Go bake your own pie and stop whining about somebody else's really big piece. Don't worry about their piece. Let them eat it. We've got to fight back against this Marxism. Marxism. It's, it's outrageous. And it's really set in since Obama. Why? Because Obama was a Marxist. That's why. That's, and that's, that doesn't say anything about his race. Marxists come in all different colors. It has nothing to do with race. It has to do with his ideology. No, this door was kicked open for Obama by Bush when he saved the free uh, market system. Uh, by, by abandoning the free market system. <laughs> we, had to, we had to save. We had to abandon the free market system to uh, save the free market system. Well, uh, that doesn't make sense. And it didn't make sense. And it's hurt us ever since. So that's a good point. It goes beyond Obama. But Obama made it a lot worse. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You know, had we not followed up Bush with Obama, it might be a, a lot better. But we followed up Bush, Bush and what he did in abandoning the free market system for a time. And then you followed up that up with a guy who believed in Marxism. And he, had, he said it during his lifetime and never took it back as far as I know. When did he ever take it back? Read his books, and he'll tell you. He agreed with Marxists. He hung out with Marxists. He was raised by Marxists. The, the man believed in Marxist principles and admitted it. Yeah. Well, I believe you got to spread the wealth around everybody. It's good for everyone. Yeah, it was okay. a... Uh, instead of the slow drip that we would have had with McCain... It mm-hmm. was just a, a, a flood uh, yeah. from Obama. And there ain't no amount of Flex Seal tape that's going to stop that. <sighs> By the way, oh, that reminds me, I've got a Flex Seal delivery at my house. Yeah, you do. Yeah, awesome. I do. Ha! We got the glue, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, because we're going to yes, pick up a, some cinder blocks dang, with it. I forgot to bring that in. Oh, have you had anything else going on in your life, maybe, that's kind of been preoccupying your time or your yes. energy? Yes, but this was important. That's true. Got to do you. that. I know. Yeah, but wait. Do that flex we have to have. Test. Don't we have to bring in like cinder blocks too? Yes, because we got to demonstrate. Yes. Take, so wait a minute. Hold on. What was it? You, you take the cinder block, push it down the other cinder block, and, and you that, put two strips yeah. of flex seal tape. Oh. Jam it down and yep. pick it up immediately. Yeah. And uh, it gonna seals. Be, it's going to be seals so that, good. Oh, it's going to work like a charm. So you bring that in, and just uh, like the entire flex seal family of products. I don't know. I saw this boat in half. <laughs> but but why? I mean, it was a perfectly good boat, sir. Can't you demonstrate on something that's already torn or broken? I don't understand. Do we have cinder blocks in this building, by the way? Hmm? I don't know. We'll have to find some. Probably a better question for Brad. Mm-hmm. He wanders around. the building aimlessly. Nobody knows what he's doing. <laughs> but uh, well, a, lot, a lot of times you can find him in the... He's looking dark recesses of the building. He's looking for earwax anecdotes. So. <laughs> I think that is what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, you know what else happened while I was gone? Uh, Art Bell died. <sighs> really sad. Mm-hmm. He was that. a character. I mean, I never met Art Bell. I think Glenn did, but um, his show was fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Whether you believed his stuff or not, it was fun to listen to. Absolutely. And there was always that uh, that caller information thing. West of the Rockies. <laughs> east of the Rockies. Yeah. North of the Mississippi. Wait, what? East of the Missouri. Wait, what? Who? Where? <laughs> and then... Uh, a wild card line. A, a wild card line. International callers. Mm-hmm. Country code. Mm-hmm. Always the Area 51 callers. Oh, yeah. The weird stuff that was always going on. He had that frantic guy that called in and then was supposedly cut off. What was that? Like 19, 2000 or 1998 or something? Yeah. Somebody called in claiming that something was going on mm-hmm. at Area 51. Well, they knew big like disasters. They were going to wipe out most of the world's population were coming. They knew which city centers were going to be destroyed. And in the middle of the call, his call was literally cut off. And mm-hmm. I always wondered, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's not hard to set that up. What? It's not hard to do that. That was so real. What are you doing? I, I know. But when you listen to it, okay. do we have that? We we did. We analyzed this. Have uh, you played it? Did yeah. you play it last uh-huh. week? We did. Sorry. They can, they're going to try to get it for us, though. Because if you listen to it carefully, I mean, there's a pretty good chance. I can't state for sure, but I'm guessing it it was it was set up. What? Yeah, Again, I, I say what? I know. Not by Art. Art, mm. I don't think, was ever in on these. These were just people calling in. Um, and it could go either way. Doing their thing. Could have been with Art or without Art. Uh, but you have that? Yeah, they're ready. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> Hello, Art. Yes. Hi. Um, I, I, I don't have a whole lot of uh, time. Um, well, look, look, let's begin yeah. by finding out whether you're using this line properly or not. Uh, Area 51. Yeah, um, that's right. Were you an employee or are you now? Uh, I, a former employee. Former um, employee. I, I, I was let go on a medical discharge about a week ago, and... And I, I've kind of been running across the country. Um, oh man, I don't know where to start. They're uh, they're, they're gonna uh-huh. um, they'll triangulate on this position really, really soon. So um, you can't spend a lot of time on the phone. So give us something quick. Okay. Um. Um. Okay. What what we're thinking of as as aliens are there. Uh, they're, they're extra-dimensional beings Uh-oh. that an earlier precursor of the um, space program made contact with. Oh, wow. Uh, they, they are not what they claim to be. Uh, they have infiltrated a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of aspects of, of, of the military establishment, particularly the Area 51. Wow. Uh, the the disasters that are coming, they, the, the military, I'm sorry, the, the government knows about them. And of course there's a lot of safe areas in this world that they could begin moving the population to now aren't but they're not doing they're not doing anything they are not they want the major population centers wiped out, wiped out oh so that the, the few that are left will mm. be more easily controllable i see wow scary 
Discharge. Uh-oh. Sobbing, <laughs> losing transmission. Oh, oh no. boy. What's happening? Oh, look out. Hang on. Man. Oh, no. Here we go. Here we go. We're back. Lose the satellite. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. And, and he's gone. And then Art comes back on mm-hmm. talking about the fact that he was cut off or he didn't know what happened. Was it the government? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so you don't think Art knew about that? That was just a fake call no. from a guy who just said yeah, that? Yeah, Art loves Seriously? Just, because they don't screen him or anything. They just let him call in. I mean, Art, that is possible. Art didn't need setup calls. They would call him. That's possible. And Art, it's not a specialty to do stuff like that, so... But the caller, a uh, <laughs> little overwrought, maybe extra dimensional beings. I'm sorry, I, I'm not afraid of that. <laughs> am, I, am I just ignorant? Am I just stupid? I should be afraid of extra dimensional beings? What I'm, does that mean, really? I'm, I've got enough fear going on with just like yeah. the beings that are here. Right. Particularly the ones in our federal government. I can only handle the one dimensional thing. <laughs> I can't deal with extra dimensional. That just doesn't seem frightening to me. 888 <laughs> um, Let me tell you about Riduzone. If you've been looking to uh, lose weight, there's a couple of things you could do. Um, have kidney surgery, and that'll help. <laughs> or uh, maybe a little bit uh, less painful and more effective diet and exercise with the help of some Riduzone. Riduzone is a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement, and it just is a really healthy part of your diet plan. It was launched by a local company that took the good stuff in olive oil and created a patented product with it that contains OEA, which is shown to boost your metabolism and reduce your appetite. So it helps you burn fat. And with proper nutrition and exercise, it's going to help you lose weight and, more importantly, help you keep it off. That is, that's the, to me, that's the really tougher part because we all lose weight and then you just gain it right back. Then you lose weight again after a couple of years, and it's a little bit harder, and it takes a little bit longer, and then you just gain it back. Well, let's stop that merry-go-round the way Sarah in our office did. Sarah, who's the host of the News and Why It Matters, lost 100 pounds like 10, 12 years ago, and she has kept it off, and you see she looks great, but she's, even while she struggles with cravings every day, how does she deal with that? She takes Riduzone. And it helps control her appetite, so she's not thinking about it all day. Go visit RidUZone.com. Enter the promo code PAT. You'll get 30% off a three-month supply. That's huge. 30% off. RidUZone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. RidUZone.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Back there, we, we have a good friend, uh, Glenn and I, who used to call into radio shows, unbeknownst to them, until the end, and just mess with talk show hosts. Uh, <laughs> 
Brian Whitman. He used to call into our show and do impressions, and he eventually wound up on our station at the time for a while, and then he got jobs all over the country, wound up doing a morning show in Los Angeles, you know, became pretty successful in radio, and uh, really good at impressions, but he used to call uh, Bob Grant, who's now gone, we lost him, uh, in New York City, one of the legendary talk hosts there. Hello. You, in, in fact, he's the guy Glenn took you sick freak from. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he used to say, you sick, twisted freak, you, with anybody who he disagreed with. Get off my phone, you sick, twisted freak. And so Brian would just call him and start into something that Bob would become very interested in. And then he'd just turn the call upside down and then <laughs> and say something like, Bob, you. Turn me on. Get off my phone, you sick, <laughs> twisted freak. Awesome. So people can be messed with, you know, and especially when they're 70 or 80 or however old Bob was. <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know about that call. It may or may not have been real, but uh, Art Bell was, was one of a kind. Really fun. And everybody thought, <clears throat> I certainly did, I thought that, that show was going to absolutely co- collapse when he left. And then George Nuri actually, I think, boosted the ratings after he left. If you'll recall. For a while, anyway. The first time Art retired, they had a guy on in Se- uh, Seattle, I believe it was, Mike Siegel. Mm. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and, mm-hmm. um, and he did not do well. Oh. And so Art came back to kind of rescue the show, retired okay. again, and that's when we got George Nuri, uh, who took it from there. So, yeah, so he wasn't the guy, kind of, who replaced the mm-hmm. legend. He replaced the guy who replaced the legend, which is where you always want to be. <laughs> yeah. Replacing right. the legend is not easy to do. Mm-hmm. That's really tough. 888 Just ask Jeffy. I mean, he was in here last week trying to replace yeah. you, and it <laughs> doesn't work out. <laughs> so it's a good thing the legend came back there you go. this week. <laughs> Wasn't it? Yeah. Really fortunate <laughs> uh-huh. for, for everyone. Um, in Mexico, they got a little problem. <clears throat> with their, well, murder rate, 7,667 people have been killed in Mexico in the first three months of the year. Wow. Now, that's only up 20% on the same period last year, making it the most violent year in two decades. And believe me, there have been unbelievably violent years in Mexico during that time. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> the worst month was March. 2,729 people were killed. Most of them shot dead. January's figure stood at 2,549 murders with another 2,389 in February. And what's all this about? It's, of course, the prolifer- proliferation of gangs involved in drug trafficking. Also, stealing fuel. And kidnappings, which are still highest in the world, extortion, and a few other little criminal activities. In total, uh, in 2017, 25,339 people were killed in Mexico, highest number since monitoring began 10 years earlier. Uh, The violence comes as Mexico gears up for a July 1st ballot. That will include presidential elections as well as a vote for the two branches of Congress and a number of local seats. 
Don't worry about the violence in Mexico. <laughs> That's nothing to do with us. Yeah, it'll stay there anyway. <laughs> border, you know? Yeah, there's a border between us. We don't have to worry about Silly. it. Silly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, some of the cities are connected to American cities, but it's airtight at the border. Just airtight. You couldn't slip a piece of paper through without being noticed and stopped. <laughs> right? <laughs> right, am I right? <laughs> Who's with me? I mean, it's like Ooh. airtight. Airtight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we we do have a vested interest in this, and I, I, I don't know what Mexico... You know, they sent troops... Into the northern part of the country where it's at the worst. And then a lot of times the troops are co-opted by the gangs. Why? Well, because the gangs pay really well. Really well. Mm. When you're making a billion, billion and a half a month, you can afford to pay some soldiers to do your bidding. Hey, yeah, you could continue to work for 50 bucks a month or I can give you 500 a month. What do you think? Uh, Okay. It isn't tough to noodle that out. So how do you stop that corruption? Whew. Ah, don't worry about it. That's over there. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's that's a wall board. or something. That's, they're going to build a wall. Everything's fine. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. Welcome. It is uh, Pat Gray. I'm back. And this time... Yeah, I'm not that pissed. Really? Good. No, not now. I mean, you have reason it took, it to took be... took an hour or so to yeah. kind of calm down, but... But considering what Jeffy left in his wake, I can understand why you'd come back angry. Right, that probably had a lot to do with it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, or at Pat Unleashed. TJ Toppin, I spent my birthday at home relaxing on the couch, releasing methane. Okay, that's too much okay, information. No. Uh, Kiefer Spears, <laughs> Pat, I'm disappointed. Our Earth Day scientist prediction uh, prediction fails. Didn't include our favorite environmental catastrophist. Dr. Mathlasky. I can rectify that right now. And uh, <clears throat> some of the models some of the models suggest to Jeff, Dr. Mathlasky Dr. that Mathlasky there is a 75%, 75% chance that, that the, the entire, entire North Polar North Ice Polar cap, cap during, during, summer, summer, during some, some of the summer of the months, summer could, months be completely could be completely, completely Ice-free, ice-free within, within the next five to seven years. Five to seven years. I mean, he had years. so many equivocations so many. until the very end. He blew it. And he's like, and now that I've done covering both sides, I'm going to throw in this five to seven years. Yeah. yeah. So you messed it up there. All of that and five to seven years, and none of it was accurate. Zero of it worked. And yet we still listen to it. Well, we don't, but many do. Uh, Dylan Lyles, the end of the world was supposed to be today. The royal family gives birth to a new son. <gasps> Coincidence? 
gives birth to the dictator that will usher in the uh, end of the world. Wow. We just cracked it. Yes. Wow. You know, somebody already bought a domain, mm-hmm. royal baby, end of the world, or dot com, something like that. It's going to be. If they didn't by now, uh, they're going to. God, that's uh, that's going to be. Nick in Detroit, the rapture isn't today, but, but I just set fire to my car and have been playing indoor skeet shooting all day. Who can I sue? See, when it's not the end of the world, I mean, you think that it's going to be, and you start to enjoy yourself as if it were, and you gotta then it's plan not. Got a plan yeah. better. This doesn't work out well. Uh, let's see. We also have to get into this prom date photo from Jay Feely. He's <laughs> an ex-NFL player. Former Falcons kicker. That's right. I was trying to think who he and played Giants for. I and wasn't Cardinals. interested enough to look it up. but Everyone. Yeah, he, he <laughs> kicked and was pretty good, right? Oh, yeah. 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 A decent yeah. field goal kicker. Where does he live now? Do we know? Looks like New York. Him? That's the dateline on this. Wow. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Got distracted there. And you can imagine if he lives in New York, the backlash on this photo is going to be mm-hmm. ugly because he had the audacity to do a funny photo with his uh, daughter and her prom date, and he's holding a gun <gasps> standing between them. <gasps> can you even say that? Was he threatening the life of that young man? Oh, that. I'm scared. I hate violence so much. (laughs) Why would you perpetuate that sort of feeling in a prom photo? (laughs) So (sighs) ridiculous. And and of course, (laughs) the... Instant people start yapping about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He apologizes. He lives in Arizona, by the way. Oh, okay. Okay. So what's the New York dateline for? Well, I think it's just probably that's where it came from. New that's York weird. Post or something. I don't know. Don't get distracted. Is there? Let's talk about guns. No actual media now in Arizona? That could be. Oh my gosh, a media blackout. Yep, that's what Anyway, do we have the photo of, of them? We do. Uh, yeah, okay. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. That, how hateful is that? She's really pretty. She's got, mm-hmm. He's got a real handsome, uh, she, she's got a handsome date. Jay Feely in the middle of him holding the <laughs> handgun down. There's not a clip in the gun. There's not a bullet in the chamber. There, it, it couldn't have harmed Finger's anyone. Finger's not on the trigger. It's not aimed at anyone. He makes a bad boys reference where apparently... Will Smith and and uh, who else was in that? Lawrence, Tommy Lee Jones, and uh, yeah, and oh, anyway. oh, oh, I'm sorry, I was thinking of the other one. Sorry. And they're doing, they did something similar. They did when some kid, when a teenager went out on a date or whatever. Hmm. Martin Lawrence, yeah. Thank you. Uh, so it, it, it's gotten to the point where you can't even do a funny thing. Yeah, I mean it is <laughs> right. so ridiculous. No one has a sense of humor anymore. There's there's no reason for it. I mean, can we put stuff into perspective a little bit? Is it too much to ask for a modicum of of perspective? I mean, we're going to drive ourselves to early graves with this stupidity. Yeah. Some people thought he passed the line. <laughs> uh, the two have dated for over over a year. Um. And Feely says he takes gun safety seriously, and the gun was not loaded. He says he didn't intend to be insensitive, but he immediately posted after all the feedback. The prom picture I posted was obviously intended to be a joke. My daughter has a, has dated her boyfriend for over a year, and they knew I was joking. I take gun safety seriously. The gun was not loaded, had no clip in, and I did not intend to be insensitive to that important issue. 
You weren't insensitive to that important issue, Jay. Relax. Jeez. People take the feedback so seriously. Stop. It represents a teeny tiny little portion of idiots. Little idiots who have nothing else to do in their life. Mm-hmm. Then get offended by something. Got some breaking news happening <clears throat> right now. Oh, good. The, the Nashville uh, killer is in custody. Huh. Excellent. That's no awesome. reason to say his name ever again. I don't know. What, what yeah. are we saying his name? You know, I, I agree completely. It's like when he's <clears throat> on the loose and we're looking for him, that's a helpful yeah, detail, I think. But uh, no, now that they've got him. Yeah. Good. Good, Excellent. Good. That's, that is really good news. Um, I was reading uh, about the feedback on that. When, as soon as it started, you know, as soon as it started to gain publicity, people were posting... Uh, any minute now, the NRA is going to claim uh, mental illness and, and avoid the real issue here. Yeah. Uh, like the guy who walked in naked into a Waffle House and started shooting people for no reason. He's in total control of his faculties. No reason to talk about mental health there. Don't blame <laughs> mental health. <laughs> How many, come on now, how many totally there and all together people walk naked with an AR-15 into a Waffle House? I mean, it's almost every day. Usually they just don't shoot people. Just unadulterated, unadulterated stupidity and hatred for anything gun related. And that's, you know, sadly, that's the environment Jay Feely kind of walked into with that photo. Meanwhile, Indonesian ISIS supporters circulated a, uh, posters online warning that Satan is behind the American financial system, as well as media and entertainment. And they threatened to attack a handful of American entities. The first poster, telling adherents to, quote, think smart, unquote, shows a devilish figure looming over several icons in the flames. United Nations, <laughs> I agree with them on that one, that's evil. The Federal Reserve, they may be right on that. Universal Studios, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. CNN, NATO Allied Command Transformation, and NASA. What? The agency that has been appointed to help the Muslim people with their math skills? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they're working for Satan? That's weird. They also put up the reverse of the great seal on the U.S. dollar. Jihadist fires a gun up at the seals with the words, Allahu Akbar. Those who believe in the fight in the way of Allah and those who disbelieve fight in the way of Tagat, un-Islamic rulers. The second poster features the eye of providence and stacks of burning American money with an admonishment to read carefully and choose the verdict. The ISIS supporters pan modern philosophy, modern science, modern state, and modern era as mankind is kept away from the path of his God. Hmm. Hmm. So the huh. only way is 8th century way, I guess. You know? Yeah, I mean, have we, so. let's put it in perspective. Have we really developed much as a uh, society since the 700s, Pat? <laughs> no, we I really have not. We're, we're, right. What is it? It's like close the patent office, you know? We're done. You're right. Still, this warning does does not compete with this. 
Pull every last one of your soldiers, spies, spies security, security advisors, advisors, trainers, trainers attaches, attaches, and so on, and so out of on. every Muslim land every from Afghanistan to, to Zanzibar. Zanzibar. And get those hairdressers out of here and your interior decorators and your dancers. Get them all out. I don't want to, I don't want any competition for any of this. Stuff. What about makeup artists? Them as well. Should so much as one single American soldier or spy remain on Islamic soil? So much as one on Islamic soil. It shall be considered sufficient justification for, for us to continue our defensive, defensive jihad, jihad against your nation and people. So, consider yourself warned and scared. <laughs> also, there's some kind of <laughs> Al-Qaeda recruitment lecture hmm. it's a lecture series being offered um in a google play store app oh okay uh, of all the things that google does not allow <laughs> <laughs> you know they that's one of the things that they say yeah that's okay I, I, you can have that up and it's an app to like join the jihad for who al-qaeda or? yeah al-qaeda recruitment wow. lectures whole series of lectures Offered in Google Play, in their Google Play Store app. Hmm. Well, then. Isn't that nice? So, you know, if you're looking to become a little jihadi, I, I, I guess they're making it as convenient as possible. And I wonder if this app wants your location. If it wants to know how to... Interesting. You know, ...where you're at and... Uh, and I wonder how many people will be dumb enough to give it to them. Control your camera and your microphone Jeez. and your whatnot. Wonder if that's maybe something the FBI should keep an eye out for, or you know, on. This Is there any legitimate reason you would download the Al Qaeda recruitment lectures <laughs> that you can think of? Well, I'm just studying them. I, research I purposes, Pat. I, I listen to every lecture available uh, on the Google Play Store app. All of it. it doesn't matter what it is. Just, just. Just something to... Yeah, I just, I like to have... I'm a man of knowledge. So Jeffy binges on, like, Hulu shows, and you binge mm -hmm. on um, Al-Qaeda Al recruitment, recruitment lectures. lectures. Yeah, don't judge me. Don't judge. I'm kind of judging kind of judging? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you probably should, actually. Okay. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Remember when um, it was safe to go to school and not be indoctrinated? It's been a while, <clears throat> actually, but in in my experience I don't remember any indoctrination uh, yeah maybe a little bit in my eighth grade um, sociology teacher what are they social studies we called mm -hmm. it at the time mm -hmm. was from Germany mm. and he put a decidedly German spin on World War II teaching we had some <laughs> confrontations. Uh, even in class. That. Wait, on World War II? Yeah. I mean, I've yeah, seen it... A little more on Germany's side than ours. Yeah, I've seen that defense made for World War One. Uh -huh. World War II? Yeah, it was tough. Mass genocide? It was a tough sell, at least to me. <laughs> a lot of the kids didn't really care what he said because they were sleeping. Uh, but you don't need to put up with this indoctrination anymore. Now there's Freedom Project Academy. They take a classical approach... To education, and it's a perfect fit for families who are fed up with the never-ending agenda being pushed in classrooms all over this country. You don't have to be from a progressive area. You don't have to be from Massachusetts or California to have your kids indoctrinated. There's plenty of it going on in Texas, Indiana, Utah, everywhere. 
So this is a great interactive education where your kids study and attend live classes every day with teachers and live students from across the country they can interact with. They don't take a penny of government money, so they're not beholden. They can stay committed to teaching your kids how to think, not what to think. That's all I want. Just just give them the facts and let them sort through them. I, I trust them enough to come to good conclusions. Now, you can roll your kids full-time or just start with one class, completely up to you. These classes normally fill up really fast. Um, enrollment ends in July. But sign up right now so you're in. Go to freedomforschool.com. Get your free information packet from Freedom Project Academy. That's freedomforschool.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Glad you're here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, wow. Did I miss something last week when I had <laughs> a little the kidney problems uh-huh. and wound up in the hospital? Uh, I had been looking so forward <laughs> to playing this for you. Mm-hmm. You may have seen it by now, but I mean, it can't go unplayed on this show. Uh. Alex Jones apparently wants a divorce uh, from from his love interest, Donald Trump. And here's what he had to say. This is before going on the air in a little... Uh, in fact, he, he was so fired up, he just couldn't wait. Mm-hmm. So he did a, a special little video presentation, and it went something like this. Is there nobody here in this world? See, now I'm... I'm- piss right now Nobody syria cares. fought al-qaeda they fought isis they fought it all mm-hmm. and now you got mattis and all these people all over us wait what and the liberal fascists censoring us everywhere the last two days we did an emergency mm-hmm. 36 hour broadcast trying to stop this that could lead to world war three and you liberal pieces of you <laughs> support this you you <laughs> Degenerate <laughs> and Mueller <laughs> and Comey and you. Huh. Huh. Every major analyst, see, I shouldn't even be on Tell the right guy's now. pretty Christian. Okay. Every analyst agrees <laughs> this could trigger World War III, unlike anything in our history. And the mm-hmm. Russians were the good guys mm-hmm. battling ISIS and Al Qaeda. I'm not a Russophile. I've never been to Russia. Another Russophile. But I've studied the <laughs> geopolitics. They are the white knights. Mm. And our military five years ago joining the Russians to the block Russians Obama and are the white and do the right knights thing, did the right thing. And Ooh. now wow. Mattis. Wow. And Mattis looks like a Emperor Palpatine. Wow. When that knows full well mm-hmm. that Al Qaeda and ISIS staged all those chemical attacks. And now they're blaming it on the mm. On the beach? I shouldn't be on air right now. Oh. When the f- or are ever. we going live? I can't do the f- <laughs> more. Ready to go live? 
Trump and these people. <laughs> That's all at I can a certain hear. point, man, I'm sick of all you liberals okay. and mainlanders. You're a bunch of cowardly <laughs> You're not Americans. Wow. What's going on? Um, I don't know. What? Okay. What happened? Should we shut these feeds down and delete those? And I'm going to try to control myself. <laughs> Dude, just shut those feeds down and restart them, okay? <laughs> shut the feed down. <laughs> too late. Restart it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's too late. Uh, too late. I, all, all I could hear during that rant was, um, I'm so flippant. I should have never done that show today. Or I mean, that's day. exactly what that was, man. <laughs> yep. I know. Oh, and he thought that that was deleted. We're going to start this over. We're going to start. We're going to just start it. Just race it and going to see. That's that's the magic of what's called the Internet. I, I, I love his Someone's question. Someone's capturing it. Sir. Is nobody pure anymore? He's the guy who sees conspiracies around every single corner in every nook and cranny. And you're looking for purity from Donald Trump? <laughs> I mean, come on. We're doing an emergency. We did. We did a 36-hour emergency broadcast to try to stop it. Your broadcast didn't stop the president of the United States from attacking another country. That is mind-boggling. <laughs> <laughs> what? So he thought he could stop it, I guess, with an emergency broadcast that Trump would have listened to him. Look, I, I, I was torn on that attack as well. I don't agree with it. I'm tired of. I initially thought maybe we should. I decided no, let's let's not. And then we did. What are you going to do? But who did you think Donald Trump was? This is what we said during the entire campaign. And Alex Joneses of the world wouldn't listen. The Michael Savages of the world, who are now attacking him for it. The Laura Ingrams of the world, who are now attacking. Tucker Carlson, who are, who's now attacking. Hello? How are you so easily duped? That's, it, it's just, it's incredible. Then he's not a, he's not a Russophile. Uh, but the Russians are the white knights in this thing. <laughs> what? What? Wow. Vladimir Putin. Communist KGB member is the white knight in this situation. Not the United States. Who is this guy? He's yelling about liberals? What is that's a conservative point? No. None of those points were conservative in nature. Wow. I, it's, it's hard to it's hard to put your head, get your head around any of what's happening on the right. And and it's been hard for the last three years since this Trump thing. I just don't I don't know what they thought was gonna happen with him. What did you think? There was way too much projecting. So many people mm. just saw in Donald Trump what they wanted to. And it's the exact same thing the left did with Obama eight years previous. Yeah. Here we are. Wow. It's a new superfood that has absolutely no taste. Not kale. It's the other superfood. Well, uh, celery has no taste. Yeah, it's a little bit of a taste. But there's, a, mm. there's one of the superfoods that everybody's in love with. It has really quinoa? zero taste. Yes, quinoa. Okay. Quinoa. And okay. then you flavor it with something. Mm-hmm. I guess everybody flavored Donald Trump with their own 
favoritist flavors mm. and thought it, he was going to taste like that. <laughs> no. Guess what? Uh, it didn't work that way with a human being. With quinoa, it, it kind of can, I guess. Hmm. But, wow. The quinoa presidency. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, then, then he got emotional. Oh, no. Here's what happened. Oh, boy. This is on mm. the air. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite of what my ex-wife says. She says, you know, oh, the system took the kids away from me. No, you got the kids back because of who I was part of the time. Right. And then they sit there and they're like, you know, if you just turn against Trump, things will be better. But he was doing good. And that what makes it so bad. Oh, my. Oh, and that's what makes it so bad. Oh, no. If he'd have been no. a piece of crap from the beginning, it would be so bad. <laughs> but we made so many sacrifices. <laughs> and now he's crapping all over us. It makes me sick. <laughs> That's something else. Is that real? Did you see that? I, that was on the air. The I, other one yeah. he thought wasn't on the air. Well, yeah, but I mean. So he's being real. Oh, you're saying. saw it. You're saying. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering you think if, he's being genuine? if his performance is real here. I personally, after seeing those two videos a week ago, I thought to myself, wow. Maybe this isn't an act. Maybe he actually just is that unstable. off the rails. Mm-hmm. Seriously unstable. I think that he actually believes all of this. I mean, Glenn, Glenn and people always point to this. Well, Glenn Beck is an emotional idea. Yeah, he has been. It's not not like that. Yeah. Over something, you know, truly painful or, you know, his patriotism shows or, you know, he's been moved by... Something in his family, or I don't know. That is just so weird. Stop <laughs> crying over Donald Trump and a decision he made. He started out good. Um, okay. Uh, it's tough to make that out of it, I think. But uh, okay. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Triple eight. 93 uh, with your thoughts. Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Returns. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Oh, welcome. Yeah, this this Syrian attack. Uh, it, it's a tough one. I used to be, I would say, more hawkish than I am now. Certainly supported the first Gulf War. I mean, they were in. They were. They were out of control then when they rolled into Kuwait. So we pushed them back and left them alone. Didn't finish that job. They continue to fire on our jets. That's an act of war right there. They violated 17 UN resolutions. We thought, as everyone on the planet did, they had a greater concentration of weapons of mass destruction. 
totally supported the invasion of Iraq uh, and Afghanistan. Now, looking back, you know, with the with the hindsight being 2020 as it is, we know what happened, we know what became of it, we knew how unstable the situation is, all of those things. I I don't know that we can fix the Middle East. It's just beyond what we can do. The ideologies, the clash clash of cultures, it's just too great. And it's not our job. And and yes, it's not our job. We can't be the world's policemen anymore. We shouldn't have been in the first place. It's exactly what the founders warned against. Stay out of these international entanglements. That's why we put an ocean between us and them. Let them deal with their stuff. If somebody directly attacks us, that's a different thing. Or an American interest, that's a different thing. It's time to get back to that. And especially when the situation is this precarious, you're dealing with another world superpower. You're dealing with a guy like Vladimir Putin, who apparently is a superstar to some members of the right now. I'm not a Russian file, but they're the white knights in this. What? (laughs) I mean, this is a world gone mad. So... My hawkishness is certainly softened. Uh, And I thought, you know, well, the world can't tolerate a chemical weapons attack. I, but there comes a time when you have to say, okay, well, what are we going to do that's going to fix that? Is it really our job? And do we want to endanger the lives of hundreds of millions of people over it? I I think it's fair if you just say, um, I take the um, the charge of the Constitution and the rule of law, and I, I put that at a higher um, pedestal than, quote, doing the right thing mm-hmm. uh, halfway across the world. Yeah. Because that's what happened here. I mean, look, if, if we're not going to go through, we're not going to use the Constitution um, for the proper discharge of the military, then we'll use, you know, the, the 1973 War Powers Act. Well, that was violated as well. Uh, President Trump did not inform Congress. He didn't. He didn't do what was required under that. Mm-hmm. So there's really no justification legally or constitutionally for this action. And I think that take the take the, what happened over there as horrible as it was. Take that and just put it aside. Was the law followed? Was the Constitution followed? And the no. answer is absolutely not. No, on every count. No. So you can understand how a guy like. Alex Jones, I guess, is upset, but the total divorce and going out of your mind over this, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think it should stoop to that level. But just to clarify the constitutionality, the Congress shall have power to declare war. Not the president. Not the executive. The Congress shall have power to declare war, grant letters of mark and reprisal, and make rules concerning captures on land and water. Okay? So, then later on, people decided, well, that takes too long. I love the Constitution, but every time we, want, we, we make that clarification, I love the Constitution, but you know there's trouble. And there was. And the War Powers Act states the constitutional powers of the president as commander-in-chief to introduce... U.S. armed forces into hostilities or into situations where imminent involvement in hostilities is clearly indicated by circumstances are exercised only pursuant to, one, a declaration of war, which we did not have, 
Two, specific statutory authorization, which we did not have. Or three, a national emergency created by attack upon the United States, its territories or possessions or its armed forces, none of which happened. So you go to Congress first and then you, you act. There was no reason to do it this way where he, just one guy decides, yep, we're going to hit him again. You're going to hit him. And did it do any good? I don't know. A lot of conflicting reports on that for sure. Yeah, I mean... You got the War Powers Act from 1973 text in front of you right there. I mean, it it was it wasn't followed. I mean, it just there's no way around this. Whether you want to follow the old constitutional way or the 1973 War Powers Act way, the attack on Syria was absolutely not followed nope. on either count. Nope. And I thought I, I thought that uh, Representative Thomas Massey had had a great tweet. Um, so was Massey this. against this? Absolutely. Yeah, he Good. ran Paul, Mike Lee. Um, some others, um, but a very small number that were vocal in their opposition. But I love Thomas Massey. He's like, look, for those of, of you who say that, that the president of the United States can order strikes without Congress, then here's some questions. Number one, can he also strike China, Russia, Britain under the same authority? Can he bomb Assad's living quarters? Is there a limit to the size of the weapon he can use, like the mother of all bombs, a nuclear weapon? Uh, can he send troops? And uh, last question, did Obama have the same authority in Libya? And I think these are fair questions. And I was against Libya, mm-hmm. yep. uh, and I'm against this. Yeah. But we, you know, we got to keep our wits about us. I'm going <laughs> to try not to break down and cry about it. <laughs> that's that's big of you. I, you know, I'm powerful that way. I just uh, this is we're in such a mess, and and we just put ourselves in this mess. Because we've allowed it to happen time after time after time after time. And then you argue about it every single time. Yeah, The president shouldn't have done that. Yes, he should. No, he shouldn't. Yes, he should. No, he shouldn't. And nothing ever happens. <laughs> and then it happens again. Hey, he shouldn't have done that. He doesn't have the power. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. And we go around and around that way until, you know, Donald Trump is just launching missiles in an area where... Syrians are in close quarters with Russians, their advisors, their equipment. And you've got Vladimir Putin making all kinds of threats. This could blow up into something really ugly. Yeah. And again, it's actually none of our business. Yeah, and this is what we always take take this issue off the table. This is what we always get onto the left about is Mm -hmm. doing it because it's, quote, the right thing to do. Or, you know, if it just saves one life, if it's, you know, it just it's we need to do this because so and so needs our help or whatever. Whether you're applying that to a domestic policy or in this case, an international attack. Um, Can we just can we just concentrate on following the law every now and then? Yeah. If we follow the Constitution, that's that's all we've got to do. Okay, so if this is so dire a situation that military action like this is required, go to Congress. Say, look, I'm going to lay out my case. Here it is. What do you think? We need to go. Give me authorization. And then they either do or they don't, and you follow what they say. Because that's how the country works. He keeps saying if we don't have a border, we don't have a country. If we don't have the Constitution followed... We don't have a country. We're going to wind up 
in the same mess as everybody else. If it's that important of an action, then let's talk to the people's elective representatives about it before we start committing our resources. It has to be that resources. way. Otherwise, we're Russia and China. Where, uh, by the way, things are uh, getting a little crazy there as well. Xi Jinping says that China must strengthen its grip on the internet to ensure broader social and economic goals are met. Hmm, okay. Under his rule, China has increasingly tightened its grip on the internet, concerned about losing influence and control over a younger generation who are driving a diverse and vibrant online culture from live streaming to blogs. Without web security, there's no national security. There's no economic and social stability, and it's difficult to ensure the interests of the broader masses. Huh. We cannot let the Internet become a platform for disseminating harmful information and stirring up trouble with rumors. These don't sound like dictatorial thoughts at all, do they? That's great. Yes, you need to shut down the internet in order to keep control. That's exactly right. Chinese regulators have been driving a sweeping crackdown on media content, which has been gaining force since last year, spreading a chill among uh, users of the internet, makers of content and distributors of content. China is also looking to take a leading role globally in internet regulation and technology more broadly, which has come into sharp focus amid a trade, trade standoff with the U.S. Now, this is good because we're not following our constitution either. So that's what separates us from China and Russia and France and Britain and everybody else in the world. We have a constitution. Oh, except as we just discussed... <laughs> We're not adhering to it, which leads to this kind of crap. Control. Okay, well, if we don't have a constitution, then we're just going to seize control. We have to do that. I'm sorry. We have to do that for stability's sake. We've got to have a stable society. I can't allow anybody to just say anything you want. Uh, Do I hate some things on the internet? You bet. We talk about it almost every day with Twitter. I hate that medium because of the hatred on it. Because it's so easy to just start throwing stuff at people and seeing what sticks. But do I want it shut down and people silenced? No, of course not. China does. The U.S. has banned uh, sales, of course, of parts and software to Chinese telecoms equipment maker ZTE which the Chinese said on Friday threatens its survival. ZTE uses U.S. chips in many of its smartphones. So that case has triggered a heated debate in China about advanced technology. They're going to have to steal more of it from us. And we talked about, this was before I got sick, we were talking about how China is stealing so much technology from us. They've mm-hmm. got a complex web of people here. 300,000 Chinese students going to our universities, a bunch of other spies embedded in factories and, and 
high tech companies. What was it? Tens of thousands? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. I mean, they got people everywhere stealing from everything we have. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about the Constitution. <clears throat> Everything will be fine. 888-900-3393. All right, let me tell you about uh, something I've been using for months now, and I love this stuff. It's Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. It makes consuming vegetables really easy. If you're like me... You're not getting a lot in your diet because uh, they're disgusting. (laughs) I just don't like the taste of virtually any vegetable, except for the obvious, you know, corn, peas, things that aren't that good for you to begin with. Those are fine with me. Um, But I take it every day. It's the only way I get any vegetable intake, and the vegetable intake I get from this is great. It's a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. Pre and probiotic boosts your immunity. It has antioxidant power, and it's not extracted from anything. It's real food. And it tastes sweet like cool. It does. It does. And, you know, I knew it flavored up the smoothie I drink every day really nicely, made it sweeter. But when you just put it in eight ounces of water, it makes that taste sweeter and fruitier. So try it. It's just, it's really easy. It tastes great. And you're going to be healthier. You're just going to feel better. Brickhouse Nutrition. Go to BrickHousePat.com and try it. Get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. So, they caught the Waffle House killer. He was, uh, you know, really tough to find. He was about a mile from the Waffle House. So weird. He actually had his clothes on, so they didn't recognize him for about 24 hours. (laughs) 29-year-old suspect, wanted for the killing of four people, uh, was found in in a wooded area. Mm-hmm. And literally just like a mile away. You would have thought he would have fled a little bit further, but no, he didn't. Nashville police announced at a press conference that he was arrested uh, for being in a restricted area, too, near the White House in 2017. He <clears throat> wanted to set up a meeting with the president. You know, usually people just get right in. I... I don't know if the president was really busy that day and mm. couldn't fit this guy in. I'm not sure. And just kind of a misunderstanding got out of control. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It seems kind of rude because uh-huh. usually when you just show up at the gate of the yeah. White House and you say, yeah, I'd like to talk to the president. Got some things on my mind. Yep. And help him with a lot of stuff. Right this way, sir. A lot sir. of right stuff. Right this way. Come on through. Oh. Okay. Come on in. <laughs> but that didn't work for him. So anyway, uh, as a result of being arrested there... Uh, His Illinois firearms authorization was revoked. 
and local Illinois police seized four weapons. Talked about this a little earlier, including the AR-15 he allegedly used at the Waffle House. Eventually, the weapons were returned to ranking to this guy's father, who then returned them to his son at some point. That's, I mean, it's amazing. Even in the state of Illinois where they have the gun laws they do, police did not confiscate the guns. I think that's amazing. It's almost miraculous. Instead, they, they went to the dad and said, hey, we're going to, he does, he cannot have guns now. I mean, you know, he tried to show up at the White House uninvited. He's unstable. We're going to take his guns from him. And that White House visit was after he had showed up at a public pool. Um, oh, that's right. Brandishing a gun there, wasn't so he? So let's see. Threatened someone with an AR-15 while wearing a pink dress. I mean, not that there's anything weird about that. There's nothing uh, wrong with right. Why did you even bring up the I pink mean, dress? Blame the uh, oh, I Tennessee newspaper for putting that in there. I avoided the pink dress line, though. You don't want to say that. Mm-hmm. That he was in a pink dress when even, you showed up with a gun. Why at all. Right? Doesn't matter. Would not show any sign of uh, mental no. instability. What? What? So How do you ever? know he wasn't identifying that day as a pink dress wearer? And see, I didn't think about that. Okay. And I, I'm, I'm ashamed right. that I didn't. Uh, after threatening a man. Get on Twitter and you apologize right now. Right now. Um, I apologize on Twitter when I'm wrong. Uh-huh. It's very rare. No, so um, so then he uh, drove a public pool, drove. Yeah, so he exposed himself at the pool. I Did mean, he really? Yeah. In his pink dress? Uh, so, no, the pink dress. Yeah, he lost the pink dress at some point. Oh, and then. Uh, and he exposed himself. Maybe that's when he stopped identifying as a pink dress wearer and just decided to, to uh, identify <sighs> as a nude. So- Weird, crazy guy. But again, this has nothing to do with mental illness. Hmm. I don't even. Want, why are you bringing that up? Yeah, you're right. It's the weapons. It's the weapons that are just spontaneously attacking people on their own. It's obviously how that happens. Okay, and you know, Parkland student, oh, boy. Emma Gonzalez, of course. Stop this. <laughs> She's fun. Mm-hmm. She's fun. She started tweeting, of course, after. The shooting in Nashville. Uh, her first words are, he was white and he used an AR-15. Wow. Wait, he, he was white? What does that have to do with anything? Are you saying white people are violent? Just white by people nature? are the only people who do this? Okay. Hmm. Uh, she, she then wrote, the NRA is about to say this man had mental health issues so that the rest of us will get scared of anyone with poor mental health and buy a gun in preemptive defense so that gun sales increase. (laughs) Shootings don't just happen in schools. So the guy who showed up at the public pool in a pink dress with a gun and exposed himself. Yeah. And then he went to the White House demanding a little meeting with the President of the United States (laughs) on the spot without an appointment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then he walked in naked. Okay. Into a Waffle House and shot eight people, killing four of them. That guy isn't mentally ill. The NRA shouldn't say he has a mental problem. Well, you forgot he's white. So there's that <laughs> angle, too. Yeah, right. Right. Hmm. Uh, she continued. Oh, good. These happen everywhere in America. And no, now one has happened in, in a Waffle House. You can donate all the shooting shelters to schools that you want, but at the end of the day, we can't build our world out of Kevlar. (laughs) Someone is making mad money off that. 
The local police say a man at the scene wrestled his gun away. Looks like you don't need to arm a teacher to stop a shooting. (laughs) There goes the sales pitch for that. Removing the assault and semi-automatic weapons from our civilian society. Sure. So annul the, just void the Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. Instituting thorough background checks and mandatory waiting periods and raising the buying age and banning the production of high-capacity magazines are the ways to stop the shootings in America. Oh, Thank you, 18-year-old Emma. Uh, that is some wisdom. Did she say something else? She just else? laid down. Did she say anything else about mass shootings? Yeah, the FBI defines a mass shooting as four people killed, not including the shooter. Okay. Mass shootings occur in churches, in schools, at concerts, in waffle houses, just about anywhere, except in any other countries. Well, she said it. That's definitive. Forget about the fact that it's happened in France and Norway. Great Britain, uh, Egyptian mosque attack where 305 people were killed. Is Ken- that Egy- Kenya College attack? Is that Egypt, USA? No, no. it's Egypt, Egypt. Uh, in Kenya, Kenya, Africa, um, 148 killed in the Kenya College attack. Okay. Pakistan school massacre, 141 dead. Mm. Paris attacks, 130. Paris, not Paris, Texas, Paris, France. Okay, okay, wasn't sure. Norway, that's the Norway that is a country, uh, you know, kind of up there with is there one? Finland, okay. Sweden, huh. 67 deaths. The Kenyan shopping mall, okay. shopping mall attacks, 67 deaths there. That's the Kenya in Africa, not Kenya, okay. Idaho. So that's, um, so that's, that's the top six in world history, world history and they're yeah. not in America. Not and America. I would like to know that there's a common streak in five of those six, and it's... Uh, it would be Islam, but uh, right. let's so not get buried you, in facts. Don't Sorry. blame. Oh, wow. Sorry. I apologize for that hate at the end of the show. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Use that number tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Pat Gray unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.